Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult podcast, everybody, and happy Valentine's Day. Love is in the air. And to commemorate it, last year we gave you a Valentine, a Valentine's Day-themed horror film. <laughs> what have we got this week, Ken? Uh, I, I suggested we go rom-com, and, uh, <laughs> and this is the one we've picked. This is the one you've picked. You're yes, right. That's right, yes, yep, yep, I know my rom-coms. And we've gone for the most likeliest of rom-coms. It is, of course, the 1987 Adrian Lyne film... Fatal Attraction. <laughs> a look that led to an evening. We are attracted to each other at the party. That was obvious. You're on your own for the night. That's also obvious. A mistake he'd regret all his life. And where's your wife? Daddy! Honey, oh, God. I'm... And you're here with a strange girl being a naughty boy. I don't think having dinner with anybody's a crime. I've got to see you. This is going to stop. No, it's not going to stop. It's going to go on and on. She keeps calling the apartment. Hello? Every time Beth answers the phone, she hangs up. I'm scared, Jimmy. You play fair with me? Do you have an affair with her? I'll play fair with you. I don't want to lose my family. How could you do that? Now you're scared of me, aren't you? You're afraid. Gutless, heartless, spineless. If you ever come near my family again, I'll kill you. You understand? I'm not going to be ignored. Alicia, where's Ellen? She's gone. Call the police. Whatever resentment she's feeling, she's probably got it out of her system. Ah! What if she didn't get it out of her system? What then? Ah! Fatal attraction. I guess he thought you'd get away with it. Well, you can't. <laughs> IMDb rating 6.9 out of 10. Nice. Rotten Tomatoes rating 75%. Nice again. God, we are racking up some bloody high scores on these, aren't we? Yeah, recently. Jesus Christ. Got a plot for you? Yes, please. A married man's one-night stand comes back to haunt him when that lover begins to stalk him and his family. Oh, no. Got some keywords for you? Oh, yes. Rabbit. Thank you. Stalker. Oh, Borderline personality disorder. Ooh. Violence. Mm-hmm. Lust. <sighs> Sex. Ooh. Fellatio. Oh my goodness. And of course, buttocks. <laughs> of course. Too well, much buttocks well, for me. Too much buttocks will kill you, as Brian <laughs> May said. Yeah. <laughs> well, mind you, it did, didn't it, for Freddie? oh dear me oh god happy valentine's day everyone oh jesus how far are we in oh god less than two minutes happy valentine's day everyone especially you ladies and and the men obviously and everything in between (laughs) (laughs) 
Everything <laughs> in between the men. The stink bridge. <laughs> the perineum, <laughs> as you like to call it. That was your nickname in high school, wasn't it? What, the stink bridge? The perineum. <laughs> it was, yeah. The stink bridge. <laughs> yeah. Look out, here comes the stink bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I got some taglines for you, Ken. Yeah, well, if he's going to romance this up a little bit, let's get <laughs> yeah, on with it. Let's sex it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> We've already talked of perineums and buttocks. Let's. Yeah. And AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about taglines. Yeah, it is Valentine's Day. <laughs> Go on, for it. On the other side of drinks, dinner, and a one night stand lies a terrifying love story. <laughs> no, too long. Pointless. A look that led to an evening. A mistake he'll regret. For the rest of his life! <laughs> that's in capitals. No, that's too silly. One night fling with no strings attached. That's what she said. Nice. That's what he believed. That If you didn't have the that's what he believed, that was almost like a comedy rom-com yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. tagline. yeah. And the last one told is... Told you, rom-com, told you. That's why we chose it. One Night Stands Can Be Murder. Yeah, that's okay. This film stars Michael Douglas as Dan Galla, Gallagher. Gallagher. And Glenn Close as Alex Forrest. Yeah. This, like, Michael Douglas, this is his fucking wheelhouse, isn't it, in the 90s? Yeah, fucking hell, I've written that as well. Every If you ever want a guy who's got literally everything going for him, but then it all breaks down... Michael Douglas. Yeah. Tick the box. Every film I've seen every, him in, he's, yeah, he plays that character. Every single thing he's ever done is this character. He likes to have sex hard and rough with women on a counter, <laughs> and then it all goes to shit. That's his, that's his story arc in every film. Pretty much, yeah. He likes to get his fuck. He likes to, to get the very honest, tip. To be honest, I'm not. I'm like, what? What? He likes, <laughs> what the hell have I interrupted you on there? He likes to get the very tip of his cock and balls shown in every film. <laughs> Part of his contract. It's in his contract. Him and Pat Swayze. He's a sex addict, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's addicted to it. He's addicted. Like bloody Robert Palmer sang it, didn't he? Yeah. Might as well face it. Addicted to sex addicts. Yeah. <laughs> addicted to dick. <laughs> addicted to dick is a good... That was one of your films, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, indeed, I thought yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Should we crack into this shit, then, or what? Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's get back onto Michael Douglas. Well, let's, oh, go on. Let's get back onto him. Everything he did was so always this. close. <laughs> <laughs> no, but everything he did was this. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was as successful in everything that he ever did in every film, and then his life just turned around and went to shit. Yeah, and it's not always about sex in these films. It's like the game's not, is it? No, but it's, it's the same go, plot though, isn't it? Like, yeah, but it's, it, it's him being successful and having a, like falling out of there and just going to total shit. And what was the other one he did? Falling Down, literally. I mean, that is just called Falling Down for a start. Also known as Kenby Wilde, the movie, the <laughs> biopic. <laughs> Look, it's a fucking great film. That yeah, is. it is, yeah. yeah. Um, Even looks a bit like you in that film. <laughs> <laughs> you never knew me when I had a flat top. <laughs> when you were working out in the 80s, I knew. Oh, I've yeah, seen the pictures. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, with the wraparound shades and that. Yeah. Yeah, and the Gold's Gym. Top. Yeah, no, but it's like every, everything he did back then was this. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just like basic instinct, obviously. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think basic instinct maybe upgraded on the uh, on his co-star. No offense to Glenn Close, obviously. How dare you? Well, she's not going to listen, is she? She might do. It's What's un- she up to lately? 
Do you know what Glenn Close is? Is it a street name? <laughs> no, how old she is. Oh, no, no, I don't. 75 years old. Is she? Same, same age as Carl Same as Big Carl. Yeah. Coincidence. I don't think Didn't we ca- we cast her as Carl Weathers' superior in one of his films, didn't we? We did, In the actually. film pitch. Yes, we yeah. did, yeah. No, I agree, yeah, Michael Douglas. Just that, through the 80s and 90s, this was his film, wasn't it? This is yeah, like him. this was his forte. Romance in the Stone, he was some sort of drifter, but he was good at it. It was like Indiana Jones, wasn't it, in those? And again, he got sort of dragged into it against his will. Mm-hmm. He was just showing a woman a good time. Nothing wrong with that. That's what he did. In the Amazon, or wherever the fuck that was set. That's Michael Douglas. She, who's the woman in that? Fucking, she was amazing. Kathleen Turner. Oh. Yeah, back then. Man with two brains. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Do you know a film called Body Heat as well? Mm. Yeah, where she leads, I think it's William Hurt. She leads him off by pulling his dick. Willie Hurt, it was then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was, he'd accept that. You've, every yeah, day of the week. She does, yeah. She walks off while she's holding it, and he just obviously follows, because otherwise that's just stretchy. He stays where he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody stretchy Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Kathleen Turner. Poor. But anyway, none of those are in this film. <laughs> Who we do have is Michael Douglas. And we see him, he's a successful, happily married New York attorney living in a sort of shitty neighbourhood flat in Manhattan. Yeah, he's in a little apartment, isn't he? we got Daybreak, Daybreak in the city. That's how we open the film. We see the family, he's got, a, he's got a wife called Beth and a daughter called Ellen. It's nice that they've got a gender-neutral child, isn't it, <laughs> for this film? I thought that was a little boy when I first saw yeah, him. Yeah, so did I. Um, Michael Douglas in this, like when we first get to see him, Dan, sorry. Dan, uh, he's he's wearing headphones and just his underpants. I didn't like that. I've put he looks like, why is he dressed like Tom Cruise in yeah, Risky Business? He's, he's, I'm not sure why he's just there with his underpants and, his, and a shirt. But. Shirts and pants on, yeah. Um, can I just point out that in my house this is a film favourite? Not of mine. Not of mine. I think I've I've only seen this about twice. I think before this, so this is only my third watch, and I hadn't, I didn't see it when it came out. I didn't see it for years, and um, watched it for the first time. Yeah, it's good, but it's a bloody favourite in my house. I tell you. Yeah, this is the second time I've seen it as well. I remember seeing it age, like years ago, and I remember I I said to you when you mentioned let's do this, I remember the ending scene, and yeah. that was the only thing I remember about the film. I didn't realise that. Well, we'll, we'll get to it. Because basically what happens is we see there's a little snapshot of married life, basically, like the kids driving them crazy, playing with the mom's makeup while she's trying to get ready. Yeah. She says, Daddy, telephone, right? Two minutes, 53 seconds in. There's almost no dialogue up until this point. She says, the phone's ringing, and she says, Daddy, telephone. And at this point, I heard from the other room, are you watching my movie? How the fuck do you know from the words daddy telephone that this is fatal attraction that i'm watching i wouldn't have thought no. i don't think i could well i say about the crow but actually that was it's quite iconic isn't it yeah, the first but not, lines of not that daddy telephone yeah that's what i mean like yeah it's like, it's not like that's the catchphrase that keeps getting what, said what, so jaws what's the first line in jaws like could you even name it uh it's on the beach isn't it yeah that's what i mean though you could, it's not like instant like no. At least with like um, the crow, it's the, it's uh, the girl talking about Devil's Night. So you'd probably, if you heard that, you'd be like, "That's a crow," yeah. but that's impressive. Yeah, and I, and worrying for you. It is. That's how many times <laughs> she's been watching this film. Yeah, yeah. You watching my movie? Two minutes fifty three because I paused it and looked at how long that had taken. 
It's the first bit of dialogue. Yeah. News the film straight away. It's like, shit. Anyway, we'll get more of that as we go on. <laughs> watching this again while she's in the house. <laughs> yep, so he's on the phone and it's her, is it her friend? Is it um Jimmy's It's Hildy. Is that Jimmy's wife? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's only like, well, what dress should I wear? Yeah, because they're getting ready to go out, which is why he's just wearing his underpants. Um, although he's not getting ready at all. He's listening to something. I got imagine his songs he's, on. Li- he's listening to... Uh... Snap. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the power. I'd imagine he's uh, he's listening to bloody um, oh what Phil American? Collins yeah. Phil Collins isn't listening, he? yeah he's listening to American Psycho yeah, that's playlist what I was about isn't to say, he that's yeah. what he's listening to is what everyone was yeah so anyway yeah they're all getting ready to go out so he's just shouting um, the kid picks the lipstick up says oh don't touch my lipstick next thing you see that was one of Ken's films as well. <laughs> Next thing you see is the Banned kid, in the 42 kid countries. lipstick all over their face like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah, and you just think, fucking little bastard. Mm. Literally just said, don't touch my lipstick. And then like three seconds later, it's all over their face like they've been eating it. Yeah, fucking idiot, little kid. Anyway, I didn't like the kid in this. We cut to, um, it's like a cocktail party with... Uh, is yeah, it, like, it, looks, some... it looks awful, doesn't it? Absolutely awful. It looks like they're having a Christmas Eve party at the Nakatomi Plaza. That's, <laughs> to be honest, I thought, it, like, I assumed it was something yeah. like that, because there is, like, Asian people. It's some launch of a book or something, magazine? Yeah, he's he's, um, he's a lawyer, isn't he, for a publishers? Yeah. Uh, so he does all the legal stuff, and it's, uh, it's a book called Samurai Self-Help. Yeah, which is it's quite irrelevant to the whole thing, but mm. it allows us a little bit of casual racism at Japanese people. Yeah, which is always hilarious. It's always a laugh, isn't it? Oh, it was back in those days. Yeah, yeah. Michael turns up with his wife, and then we meet There's Dan. His name is. You can't call him Michael. Sorry, Michael. Uh, Dan <laughs> turns up with his wife, and this is when we meet Jimmy, which is his mate, who's also a he's, he works at the same law firm. But I think he does family law. So I don't know what the fuck he's doing at this place. It's a law firm. It's a publishers. No, but no, that him and Michael work at the same. Him and it's the publishers. What? He's a lawyer for the publishing. No, team. He, no, he's a law. F- no, he works for a law firm that represents the publishers. What? I thought this guy did fucking what? So he's is Jimmy also a lawyer? Yeah, he does family law. He says it later on. I didn't fucking pay attention to Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're in like the the law firm's library, and that's why also Glenn Close turns up at his office. It's I not the same she, office. I thought she was a fucking publisher. She is. What the, oh, but it's two separate firms. What a, what a murky world, the publishing slash lawyer business. Hey, we're in a Michael Douglas film now, Ken. We can't just dance our way through it like Keanu Reeves in Babes in Toyland, all right? <laughs> Gotta fucking pay attention to these films. Oh, man, I'm going to go and watch it again. Okay, wait for me. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Right, okay, I'm back. Yes, you're right. He's a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, representing a publishers at this point. Yes. And I don't know why he's there, because he's a family lawyer, but I guess maybe Michael Douglas just invited him. Yeah. If well, you got invited to a party by Michael Douglas in the in the, in the the 80s, you'd go, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. You're fucking right, you would. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'd go now. Catherine Zeta-Jones would be there, wouldn't yeah. you? Obviously, I might get cancer from licking her vagina, but uh, I'd have a, <laughs> a crack at it, wouldn't I? Jesus Christ, Ken. That's what he said, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, that's what he blamed. Did you fucking dream that? What are you talking about? He said he had throat cancer and it was from having oral sex. That's what he said. Look it up. You look that up. I'm going to go away, listeners, and and look this up. I'll be back. 
I've looked up Catherine Zeta-Jones's vagina many a time. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Michael Douglas, oral. <laughs> you sure that's what you're typing in? You want to be typing that in, yeah? Jesus Christ, it's the headline in The Guardian. See? Michael Douglas, oral sex caused my cancer. See? I'm just making that up. Without wanting to be too specific, this particular cancer is caused by HPV, human papillomavirus, which actually comes about from cunnilingus. Douglas, the husband of Catherine Zeta-Jones, they add. There we go. That's absolutely unfucking believable Are they still married? Yeah. He's come out he and said... publicly on that. He went public My on wife's that. vagina caused my cancer. You gave me cancer. Holy shit. Douglas, you fucking lunatic. I'll tell you what, though. I'd still have gone there. I'd still have had a bit of that. That's a price you've got to pay. How often's he fucking doing that to get cancer? Maybe he wakes up like that. Which <laughs> he's just straddled him yeah. in, the, in the night. Fucking hell, man. Your oh. dream, that, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. Right, let's get back to this before anything else happens. So, yeah, they're at this cocktail thing, and she, he notices out the corner of his eye, Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. <laughs> Did you see him? <laughs> okay, right, do you know what I've put? What? <laughs> I've put, it's Marv when been electrocuted in Home Alone 2. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's right, it's the beautiful Glenn Close. Yeah. Who looks fucking terrifying at this point? Yeah, the hair's massive and curly. Honestly, I mean, Jimmy, he's like, oh, hello. And it's like, what the fuck? I could not believe it, Honestly, the reaction the, to Glenn the, Close. The casting, the casting for Glenn Close. It's, it's, yes, actress, absolutely fantastic. Nails the part beautifully. Mm. But she's no beautiful femme fatale. The problem is is that she really suits the second half of this character's progression. Mm-hmm. When she turns into the fatal attraction, yes, she's amazing in but this bit where she's supposed to be this smoky sex pot. She's not. One. It's like I'm she not look, sure anyone she looks would. terrifying. She yeah, even from the beginning you're like, well, she looks insane. Yeah. No, I I, I would avoid her Straight off, and I can't even remember that her looking like this in this film because yeah. my memory is the the bath scene where yeah. her hair's flat. Yeah, so I was like, when she turned off, I mean, I was I, like, I'll, I'll all be hands off. I'm a massive perv. I don't know if you know that, but uh, I would probably draw a line somewhere along here. If you're married to uh, Beth, yeah, you're not getting your head turned by Glenn Close here. No, for me personally, you, you turn your head the other way, thinking, shit. I hope she didn't see me. Yeah. Which she does, obviously, because she gives Jimmy a withering glance. Yeah. Which and turns him to stone. Like fucking Medusa right there. <laughs> to, to be honest, like Jimmy, Jimmy's the kind of guy that would see her and be like, she's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, Jimmy's a fucking Not idiot. Michael Douglas. No. Not for me. Sorry, Glenn, but, you know. Well, she's 75. I think she's come to terms with the, the way her life's gone. Yeah. Plus, he's got um, throat cancer from going down on women, so. Yeah. Far more attractive women. <laughs> uh, Ken's on absolute fucking harpoons to in this. Three of them so far. Michael Douglas. Oh no, no. I mean, it's just to be, to be fair to Glenn Close. Uh, I know you said like she suits the last half of it. I think she actually gets far more attractive as the film goes on. I exactly <laughs> but, thought the same thing. But as she becomes more unhinged, I just there thinking. She looks a lot better now. Yeah, in fact, I, don't, I <laughs> which is a bit weird, but yeah, I've written that note. I've yeah. said that actually, she seems way more attractive later in the film. Yeah, she yeah. does. She she has like, but when she's like this, when she's glammed up, 
and to go and, out for this night with represent the company and everything. She looks fucking terrifying. Yeah, looks, I don't. Anyway. Know, I made the note as well that this might not be true at all. But this is like as I was watching, it, I was thinking, I think this is true. Was at the beginning when she's all like flirty and being coy and stuff. She's like acting normal. What you know when she goes insane? I don't think like when she's on camera, she blinks. You know, she's talking to people. Mm. I don't think she blinks after when she turns from being normal to being mental. I don't think, she, I, and I think that's like a technique people have well, in acting. at all in the film. Yeah, like when then the camera's on her, I don't think she ever like just blinks. Like when she's talking to someone, she stares at them. I've seen Michael Caine talk about that. Oh, really? Yeah, where he talks about not blinking. Yeah. In order to assert dominance. I think um, as well, um, Anthony Hopkins did it in Silence, Silence of the, of the Lambs. Lambs. That's he, right. He did not blink. Yeah, because it was like a shark, wasn't yeah. it? He wanted to have the same thing. So yeah, I'm wondering like if Glenn de- Close dead, dead eyes on that one. is doing the same thing. Because when I was watching I was like, when I noticed it, after that, I watched her in every scene, and, and unless she's being like drowned. You're detailed bloody notes here, aren't you? It's like <laughs> looking for blinking. That's just something I noticed. I was like, I'm <laughs> sure she hasn't fucking blinked. And you know when she goes to the the thing later, when she goes to look around the flat, and she's yeah. like glancing at each, like the, I'm like, she's not fucking blinking in any of these scenes. If anyone knows, how often does Glenn Close blink in this film? <laughs> Email us in, won't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. With the exact number, we'll find out, we'll know. <laughs> Uh, Michael Douglas decides, I'm going to go flirt with that lunatic. Well, I don't think he does it on purpose. He just goes to order a glass of champagne. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you like champagne? No. No? That's not horrible, at all. Isn't it? No. I don't even like having it to cheers because it's just a waste of it. Yeah, I, I would, only if there's that reason. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't order it. a drink of champagne if, if for no reason. If I could have any drink that's there, I would not be saying, can I have a glass of champagne, please? Yeah. But he does. He doesn't even fucking drink it. When you get given a glass of champagne to toast New Year or whatever, do you yeah. drink it or do you leave it? I know, I do. I down it in one. <laughs> I don't even drink it. I don't I, like it. I do. I, I down it. Mm. I've had champagne at home. You know, because I'm living the high life. <laughs> yeah, watching Babes in Toyland at 2am. <laughs> <laughs> to- toasting our future was watching Fatal Attraction. <laughs> I was just aware of being stared at through the corner of my eye for the entire film. <laughs> and just like that. Yeah. Just hearing that every now and then. Yeah. She's right, you know. Yeah, she's like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just drinking champagne. <laughs> do you drink anything other? What's your, do, you, do you like any other alcohol other than beer? Um, no, I can't drink anything other than beer. That's what but, I mean. You know, like when I said I down uh, champagne, I do because yeah. I, when I drink beer, I I take a full mouthful of beer and then I swallow it all at once. Yeah, which means I, I don't gulp. <laughs> I don't gulp beer. So He's I, a pro. I, yeah, I, I can't down a drink a, a, a pint. No, I don't do any of that because I'll be sick. Plus, you're you're not an idiot. You're not like yeah, I'm seventeen not, I'm years not old. College. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not on spring break. So. Do you want to tell the story about when someone offered you to do a pick a drinking game? At that party, you're at. <laughs> we've done this before, haven't we? I've told people my drinking game. Have I'm we? sure we've done it on another I think episode. We probably have now. You said it. Um, yeah, my drinking game was okay. I've got one, and it was um, everybody get a drink and drink it at your own time. Go, <laughs> and then you just took a sip yeah, and put it down. And then I was just like, "There we go. That's that game sorted." <laughs> yeah, just drink it in your own time. You don't have to rush. Yeah, there was no time limit. Just enjoy yourself. Do what yeah. you want. Is there any alcohol that you enjoy but don't drink because obviously you don't want to? But is there like an alcohol or beverage that you'll be like, oh, that's not bad. That's not beer. Um, no. No I, spirits I that, you, um, that you like the taste I've, of? I've, no, not really. No. No. I've tried. I've tried to. Hmm. I've tried to enjoy whiskey, 
No, not not a fan of whiskey. Um, not a fan of vodka. It's, I've, I've had quite a bit of vodka. I've snorted vodka. Um, Younger days, I hope. Yeah, 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 on holiday. Yeah, yeah, uh, that nearly killed me. Yeah, like burn your fucking eyes, eyes out. Eyes like bloody uh, Terminator. Yeah, oh, no, it's honestly, yeah. it's just like. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's not that's not recommended. Um, I used to I used to drink anything I could. Mm. Uh, I've had absinthe as well. Absinthe. I don't think I've ever had that. Um, I didn't realise you were supposed to like water it down. Yeah. And like over a sugar cube or anything like that. So I just drank absinthe neat. Um, nearly killed me. Um, burns. Yeah, <laughs> burns that does. It burns when it's going down, and then when it comes back up later on, it burns again. <laughs> I found that out. Yeah. So yeah, do water that down. Um, I tried to like Jägermeister just because it's like associated with like metal rock music and stuff like that. It's one of those, isn't it? Where you just yeah, like, yeah, Jack. cool, yeah. But I didn't really like it. No. I had a bottle of it. I drank it all, but not in one go, obviously. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'd be dead. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it. I don't like the taste of it. Yeah, I really liked Jack Daniels for a while. I've I kind of gone off that since because you know when you just have a lot of anything except for beer. That it uh, puts you off, but I quite like rum, uh, spice. I don't rum. think I've ever had rum. Yeah, spice rum I, is what I would drink now if I went out because you can't go out drinking pints. Not for me anymore. Oh, I can. Yeah, um, I don't go out though. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I vod- so stay in and just drink pints. Vodka, rum, or or bourbon is my tipple. If it's not beers, I'd like to. I'd like to be able to. But um, you like like with like you get the the bad guys, don't you? They've always got like a on the rocks. There's just a little tumbler, and that's yeah. it. And they've always got like a bottle in their drawer, that's just where they're sitting. Yeah, that kind of, I'd love to be able to do. Or the you know the policeman who's uh, who's swore off alcohol. He gets the bottle out and has a look at it. And yeah, he's going to pour it into the or maybe glass. Maybe just puts puts it in his coffee in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I I well, I was going to say I'd like to do that, but I could do that. I just don't. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I'd I'd love to enjoy that as a drink, just so I could just be like, here, let's let's have a drink, and just open a drawer instead of go to the fridge and get beers out. But no, it's just not for me. No, not for me. But it is for Michael Douglas, and he goes to the Quite bar. Right too. Yeah, let's get back to this. <laughs> yeah, he goes to the bar. Glenn Close is already there, or she joins him. No, she's there. Yeah, she's there. Yeah, and he's uh, and then they have a little chat about the look that she gave Jimmy. And um, even though it was pretty much nothing, to be honest with you. No, she just glanced at him. Yeah, but uh, apparently it's a big deal. And uh, she says, I hate it. I hate it when people think they can come on like that. And it's like, fucking do anything. Yeah. He literally just walked past you. I mean, she must be sick of it looking like that. She must get it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Looking like Marv. (laughs) Yeah. there, Joe Pesci always... Trying to pressure her into stuff. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, she said she says that's the reason that she reacted like that, and it was just like we didn't really care about that interaction. No, but you know they have a bit of a laugh, um, and uh, he doesn't drink that champagne. He only has like a small sip and then just leaves it. So it better have been free. Yeah, because I don't see him pay for it, so I'm assuming it's free. But yeah, fucking glass of champagne. The fucking hell does he think he is? Imagine if he had a pint. It was pint, please, mate. Yeah. There's no pints there at this place, is there? No chance. Anyway, then... Um, Do they and... even have pints in America? Is it served in pints? Yeah, it is, yeah. Is it? Is it? I think they just ask for a beer. That's it. Is it in pints, though? I don't know. Do they have it's servings like fucking... of pints, or is it less? Or 
That's, I'm not sure. It's not a question for me, is it? That well, it's a question for you out there. Yeah, I'm not just talking to Ken, of course. I'm talking to everyone. There we go. She also says, "Oh, is that your wife? Are you being called away? You're yes, away from me." Yes, it's Beth. Beth's there, and he's he sees her like that, and he's I don't know. He's he's kind of like oh shit, like yeah. that, even though he's just speaking to her. Mm. It's like it's not like uh, Chevy Chase, is it? In bloody Christmas Vacation. No, when he gets his it's cock out. Lingerie. Yeah. It's not wanking yeah, in front of He's just like slapped his schlong down on the fucking glass. Yeah. <laughs> Can <laughs> I take a, something out for you? For her to have a look at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the best bit in that film. Yeah. That I'd, makes me laugh so much. That I used to, We used to watch that <laughs> every year at I Christmas. Watched it, I watched it just gone as well. And it fucking makes... I just think that it's the perfect writing and the perfect acting of that scene. We, yeah, we would a bit nipply out. <laughs> Brilliant. We would watch it every single year at Christmas, at, um, and my my dad, that bit, he fucking every single time he'll laugh out loud at that bit. I still do as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it it's is. his reaction to "Can I take something out for you?" Yeah. And he just starts laughing yeah, just like wheezing. In face. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. He's, oh, it's superb. And when he sees his son, can't see the line, can you, Russ? And he's like, <laughs> nope. And he just like glows <laughs> wide eyed. Oh dear. Possible sex back home goes back home leaves yeah, the party. Yeah, obviously uh, she does say, "Was that your wife?" She says, "Yeah." She says, "Oh, you better run along." Yeah, and immediately, you know, some sort of like some like a lap dog. Yeah, uh, sort of thing. Um, there's a lingering look as he does walk off uh, from her, not from him. He's just fucking gone. It'd be ridiculous if he was looking back and trying to walk away <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> tripping over Jimmy. Just fucking walks into the bartender. Um, yeah, so. Possible sex when they go back home, but he's got to take the dog a walk first. Um, and of course he has. Why wouldn't you be taking the dog for a walk after you've been out for a night? Yeah. What the fuck is that all about? Well, that's the whole thing about having a dog. you got to take him for walks. Yeah. Live in an apartment, take a dog out for a walk in the middle of New York at night. Especially where they live. Fuck that. Comes back, and by the time he's back, the kid's in the bed with the mom. Yeah. And sex, sex ruined. Yeah, usually does. Yeah. Yeah. I bit, guess that's to show us. A kid in the bed, I, I guess suppose. that's to show us that Michael Douglas wants sex. All right, he does, and he's not afraid of getting any kind of illness to in, in order to get it. <laughs> and this is stopping him. So he's he's up. He's not fulfilled in the relationship. I guess that's what it's showing you. What he could do is just nip into the bathroom, sort that sort out, there, right out. There yeah. we go, sorted. Lovely, lovely. Let's go to bed. Take, just take the kid back into the like. Go in your own room. You're fucking old okay. enough now. Yeah. Uh, his wife Beth, played by Anne Archer, and the daughter Ellen, who's played by Ellen Hamilton Latson. It's very good that she's got Ellen. Maybe she couldn't remember any other name. They're heading out of town for the day to go and look at a, a house that they're thinking of buying out in the suburbs or the the countryside, should I say? So it's leaving Dan alone for the. Uh, he, he can't go with him. He's got work commitments, so he's alone he's got for a the meeting, day. Eh? He's got a meeting. It's a Saturday, but he's got a meeting, which yeah. we've already apologised for, because that uh, that cocktail party was very popular, wasn't he? Yeah. Imagine if I went to a fucking party at my work, no one would even know who I was. And if they did, they wouldn't be happy you were there. Damn right. Yeah. Wouldn't be invited in the first place. Yeah. It'd just be there, me turning up for work, thinking, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> party. Uh, Danny heads to the office, and he's told that Alex Forrest will be heading up the meeting as the new editor. Mm-hmm. And it's Glenn Close from the party. It is. I'll tell you what, she already looks a lot better than she did the previous yeah. evening. Yeah. And the I hair's thought, not as high. And I thought, well, I don't get how she glammed herself up for that party and looked awful. Okay. Again, it's like I think like the the skin tone's too dark, the yeah, hair's too it's high. Very, very unusual. But it looks better now. 
Um, she also seems to have more hair than she did the previous night. Yeah. That's something I think throughout this film, she has more hair every time you see her. Mm. You may have picked up that she doesn't blink, but You've I picked up height. that her hair is growing longer and longer every time we see her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What about Michael Douglas in every other scene? What have you picked up about him? Nothing? Uh, no, just... Um, Nothing, tra-la-la. <laughs> just likes a, a fanny. <laughs> yes, that's pretty much it for me for Michael. Oh, Michael Douglas likes a fanny. <laughs> he likes a fanny, doesn't he? Him. <laughs> Tell you one thing about Michael Douglas. <laughs> it's something you might not know about Michael Douglas. <laughs> that's his fun fact on uh, when he's on a game show. <laughs> they ask him to name something about himself. I do like a fanny. There you go, listeners. You know when you're in that awkward situation when you go on team building exercises and they ask you to to give you a, a fact about breaker. you. An icebreaker. Say, hi, I'm whatever, and I like fanny. I like a fanny. <laughs> a fanny, A yes. fanny, yeah. Of course, uh, over in America, that means uh, backside, doesn't it? It means bottom. Oh, Bot- does it? Buttocks. Yeah. Oh. you got a, f- a fanny pack. But that's at the front. Yeah, but it, 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 no, you don't have to wear it at the front. Oh. It's just where they use it for ease of yeah. actually getting into it. Yeah. If you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> so fanny over here is vagina. Yes, it is, Americans. What do they call a vagina over there, then? Uh, slit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever you call it. The ham slit was actually a place me... It was our butchers, wasn't it? Well, it was by Shakespeare, wasn't it, that? <laughs> <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Bit more flirty-flirty over an ice cream. Michael Douglas decides to eat it's, like a toddler. He does, doesn't he? He's a fucking... He does like a cream bun, doesn't he? He smears it all over his face. Is that what it is? I thought it was an ice cream. No, I think it's a cream bun. He eats it like... literally just shoves it. You don't bring in. ice cream. to bloody... <laughs> That's what I thought. Book meetings. <laughs> like publishers and lawyer. <laughs> an ice cream <laughs> each. Fucking child catcher over here. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Mr. Whippy <laughs> in the corner. Here's Clint <laughs> Howard <laughs> distributing ice creams. <laughs> it's, it's like donuts and cream fancies. I believe that, that's what they have. I've been at these executive meetings. <laughs> How fucking ridiculous if someone came in with a fucking oh, massive look, ice, ice cream, cream vendor. <laughs> Of the building. He got to an important he's meeting a... and he's bought a fucking 99 with a flake in it. <laughs> like some sort of fucking cinema like in- interval guy <laughs> yeah. standing in the corner of the room selling chock ices. <laughs> like, what's he doing here? He's, I don't know, he comes to all the meetings. <laughs> so he gets it on his nose anyway and Glenn Close is like, oh, you've got something on your nose and he wipes it off and gives the boy like look to her. He's a bit in this side. I don't know whether this was intentional as well, but he seems very, very like stupid, doesn't he? He's stupid through the whole film. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like, it's like more innocently stupid at this point. Like he doesn't know he's got shit on his face, which is ridiculous. Mm. Um, and then when he goes outside, it's raining. He can't get his umbrella to work. Why aren't he just fucking up back inside then? Why is he stood outside <laughs> trying to get his umbrella? his umbrella? Yeah, because yeah, he walks. It's a long way to get to that fucking outside because we see it when he comes out the uh, the elevator. And you see it and you just think, he can see it's raining because we can, but he waits till he gets outside in the rain before he tries to put his umbrella up. His umbrella's fucking broken. 
so he can't get his umbrella up. But he stays outside in the rain trying to do it. And instead of thinking, I'll just nip back inside and try and get this sorted, stands there pissing all over him. And you just think, go back in then. You're a bloody wealthy lawyer. You can't be an idiot if you're doing this for a job. Surely not. Well, luckily, Alex comes over to offer him some help and they decide to go for a drink because they can't get a taxi. So let's go yeah, get a do, drink. Do you know, incidentally, when he throws the umbrella in the bin, he misses. Doesn't go in the bin. Mm. And they just fuck off anyway and leave it there. It's typical. Typical New York. That's it. Loads of rubbish all over the streets. Yeah, especially umbrellas. Yeah. Broken umbrellas all over the place. Michael Douglas's umbrellas everywhere. Yeah. So they go and have a drink anyway. Uh, more flirty, flirty. Oh, yes, very much so. And she asks him if he can be discreet. Yeah, there's, a, there's some bullshit stories, isn't there? Yeah, there's I some bullshit stories about like, their families. So, yeah, he, he was the divorce. He, uh, his mum asked him to be the divorce lawyer for her and his dad. Surely that's not fucking ethical is it, no. to be doing that. But anyway, he, he makes up some bullshit and said, I came up with an excuse that I didn't do divorce. It was like, oh, that's genius, yeah. Yeah, well, well done. <laughs> it was just like, that's bullshit. Yeah, whole pointless story. But it's all like information, I think it is. I think it's a lot of information that he's giving her lots of information about himself and his past. Mm. Doesn't really get brought up again later. But uh, there's one thing for you guys out there. Never tell a woman anything. Yeah. About anything. Married Kenneth and his top tips for a relationship. <laughs> Never tell a woman anything. Trust me, guys, I've been there. To be honest, this, this, this entire film is going to be full of me giving you advice on how to avoid this situation. <laughs> <laughs> how to avoid it is not do it in the first place is, the, is the best advice. I'm afraid that's not part of my advice. <laughs> <laughs> my advice. My advice only starts with when you've already done it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, she asks him where his wife is, and he tells her that they're in the country visiting parents. He could have said dead. That would have been an interesting twist, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, no, if he was really trying, he could have said, oh, I'm afraid she's died. I said, oh, I saw her yesterday. Said, Damn it. It's been all so sudden, and then yeah, so <laughs> go very quiet. So that's why you don't do that, you see. That's why you don't say that. You have to have an element of truth, even if it is a lie. Unfortunately, this is the entire truth. It's, so it's not even a lie. There's no element of truth in that. She's alive. No, 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 no. I mean that he does tell her that she's just fucked off for a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> There's no truth to that whatsoever, Ken. It's the flip side. So where's your wife? Where's my wife? My wife is in the country with uh, her parents visiting the weekend. You're with a strange girl being a naughty boy. I don't think having dinner with anybody's a crime. Not yet. Will it be? I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I definitely think it's going to be up to you. I can't say yet. I haven't made up my mind. <clears throat> At least you're very honest. We were attracted to each other at the party. That was obvious. You're on your own for the night, that's also obvious. To adult. I mean, she explains that situation and the obvious chemistry, and that's enough for Michael Douglas. Yep. In, in the blink of an I've written in the blink of an eye is thrusting aggressively at her on the kitchen counter <laughs> with his <laughs> shitty little buttocks out. <laughs> 
have I captured that beautifully for you, I Ken? think you have, yes. It's very erotic. It is erotic, isn't it? You <laughs> it know, is. when he does that first thrust and you're yeah. just like, oh. Yeah, it's like Tommy Wiseau. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's like his little pasty buttocks. Yeah, his little brown arse out, <laughs> just for everyone to see whilst he's thrusting at Glenn Close. She pops a wet nipple out for him at one point. Yeah, what the fuck is that she with the tap? The, oh, I don't the understand shit it. shit is going on there. You'd be like, you fuck off with that tap. Yeah, if you're, you're having sex with someone, she, she puts the tap on and throws water in your face. Yeah, you like, pack it in. What the you? fuck's all that about? Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't get that. I didn't even like it. I don't like it. It's just dirty. They've got fucking, like, what's all that shit in the sink as well? Well, Glenn Close. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a shit in the sink. Well, maybe. That's quite erotic. There's nothing more erotic than shitting in the sink. You're right, Ken. Glenn Close having a shit in your sink. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. I mean, it seems like there's like there's dirty dishes and like cups and stuff in the sink. Mm. Why? Fucking wife's not there. Who's who's put them in there? Was that I from the it, morning before they left? I think it's quite dangerous to have sex on the and counter sink. like that. One one mis- misaligned thrust and. You're in all sorts of trouble. You snap it off. That's what I mean. Yeah, you're in. All, you're in trouble already because you, you you're shagging Glenn Close, but you've also got she the added snap it off just with by thought. A uh, little shot of water boiling on the stove. Yeah, nice, nice foreshadowing for later. Yeah, not sure why we see that. Back to them. They're heavy breathing. They're congratulating each other on the sex. Who's fucking boiling water, and for what purpose? Probably when he was like, she was doing all that behind. <laughs> whilst she, he was, she was trying to turn the tap on. Well, she was thrust. Whilst he was thrusting away, she's at accidentally her. turned the oven on. And she's the put the kettle on <laughs> <laughs> with her hands behind her back. Nice cup of tea. Yeah, they congratulate each other on the sex, and then she asks him if he's feeling energetic, and he says, "What do you have in mind?" And she says, "Let's go into a salsa dancing club that must have been popular in the eighties in New York." Yeah, so they do. So they have the they have the kitchen sex. Then they do have a bit of a laugh sex where like, he nearly falls over because he's still got his trousers on. Yeah, that was cool, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's it's called laugh sex. Mm. Yeah, kitchen sex, laugh sex, bed sex. That's that's the three that they go for. There. Yeah, yeah. And then a congratulations. Happens, you don't just suddenly laugh in the middle of sexual intercourse. I do. Well, the girl does maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Put a pillow on the face. That she'll soon pack it in. <sighs> is that another one of your tips? Is it <laughs> just the tips? Yeah. So we cut to the like a Ricky Martin living La Vida Loca yeah, music we suddenly, video. We suddenly just go arriba, yeah, and we're off with salsa dancing, and they look so fucking out of place in this. I was going to say Michael Douglas is dancing by just lifting his shoulders up and down. <laughs> I can't imagine Michael Douglas enjoying this kind of environment. No. Ever. Glenn Close, it looks like she's enjoyed it, but Michael Douglas, I mean, it doesn't help that he's just in his shirt and no trousers again, like he was at (laughs) the beginning of the film and a sombrero. But I didn't understand this bit. It's uh, no point. It was a very, very quick club scene. It just finishes straight away again. You know, you see there's a guy playing the um, trumpet, there's a guy playing the um, double bass and all that sort of shit. Yeah. I've put, there's one guy in a silver jacket. He looks to be playing two wooden cocks, just hitting them against each other. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw Did that. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that being your part in the band. Yeah, you have to play the cocks. You just like hit two cocks together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually something I've done. 
<laughs> again in another film. He got paid for it. Yeah, Very exactly. Judging. Exactly. I'm doing it for free. Uh, back to her place. She gives him the old nipple out signal. Yep. And they start more sexy sex in the elevator. Loving an elevator. She stops the lift sort of halfway between floors, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, because because she's immediately determined for blowjobs. She's like, right, there's a blowjob happening right now. I saw that on a Tinder profile. <laughs> determined for blowjobs. That was mine. <laughs> I've put comedy blowjob, this scene here. I've seen that on your Tinder profile. <laughs> Comedy blowjob, because there's a guy that walks past as, he, as Glenn Close is sucking Michael Douglas off. He um, he walks past and he's oh, just... a comedy. He's like, like he's, his top half's poking out and he just stands and watches him as they walk past. Yeah, might as well just have been a security guard whistling, wasn't it? Yeah. He's like, no point, we don't know who it was. Of course, if it was the other way around, uh, Michael Douglas would have to go to hospital the next day. <laughs> so, Stage four cancer. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's why we didn't get that. Uh, I put, luckily we are spared round two of the Michael Douglas thrusting and it yeah, cuts when, to him. Um, you know when they went out? Yeah. Yeah, when did she get changed? That's a good point. Because she's wearing different clothes, isn't she? When she's yeah. when she when they get back, yeah. But they were his, weren't they, for kitchen sex? So when does she get changed? What clothes has she got? Has she got like his wife's clothes on, or I think it's his clothes. Fucking wearing his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I just wondered. That's a good point. I just point. wondered when she got changed because I thought when did they both get changed? I thought well they were at his house, so he could have got changed. But what the fuck is she suddenly wearing? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, they walk back to her take, house. Take so. that, 1987 Fatal Attraction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plot hole, yes. Ken's gone in two-footed, on not Yes. Uh, look, as I say, yeah. So he, we cut to him leaving the next morning. He goes home, apologises to the dog, listens to his loving wife's answer phone message, which is really a really nice message which she's left him, mm. as he's just shagged Glenn Close. And he has a shower. Yep. Rings Beth at her home. Lies to her about what he was up to last night. It wouldn't have made sense if he'd just gone, oh yeah, I went out and shagged Glenn Close. <laughs> I've been having sex with Glenn Close. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck's sake. What have you been out for a night? Are you saying he was out with his mate? Something to do with, oh, did you see him out with, is he still with that woman? Like, oh, no, you know what he's like, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. It's just all bullshit, isn't it? What you should do at this point, guys, is write that down, just in case that ever comes up into conversation again. And notify your mate, because if she yeah, asks him yeah, and he exactly. says no... you've really got to be doing this stuff. You've got to have some sort of like timeline memory. We're really appealing ourselves to the female <laughs> audience, aren't we? It's for the ladies as well. They can do it. It's the same thing. Well, this is how you catch your man out. It's, no, no, no. If you're a lady doing this and your, 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 your gentleman friend asks you where were you, you do the same thing. It doesn't matter. It's, it's genderless, this whole thing. It could be applied to both. It's just in this occasion, it's applied to the man. I'm not condoning it. I'm just offering advice. She tells him that their daughter wants a rabbit, to which... Yeah, he says, fuck that. Yeah, he says, it's like living in Noah's Ark in this house because they've got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure he's up on that story, to be honest. There's a couple more things than just one dog. I'm not going to fucking breed much with one dog, is he? He'll give it a damn good go, though, <laughs> Michael Douglas. <laughs> he's he's a, an addict, after all. Uh, cut to him um, fucking the dog over the kitchen counter. <laughs> <laughs> Turns the tap on, having a drink while he's at it. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, 
she tells him that they're going to be there another day just because there's an issue with the house. So it's actually the whole weekend they're not yeah, going to be so there. Yeah, so they're going to be not be home until the next day. As he puts the phone down, uh, it rings again, and it's it's none other than Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Circa November Rain music video. <laughs> Diving through a cake. He's in a dressing gown. <laughs> Duff is. And he wants to know why he woke up in bed and Michael Douglas wasn't there. <laughs> As has often happened back in the 80s. Yeah, well, they were crazy, weren't they, back then, Guns N' Roses? Yeah. What happened? I woke up, you weren't here. I hate that. You didn't get my note? What note? I left you a note right by your bed. That's nice. Thought we were gonna spend the day together. Oh no, Alex, look, I, I got so much work to do today, I, I can't. Why don't you just come over? I'll cook us lunch. <sighs> I gotta take the dog for a walk. The poor dog has not been out of this house all day. I gotta take him out. Well, bring the dog. I love animals. I'm a great cook. <laughs> come on. Listen, I'd love to, but I can't, all right? I really can't. Do what you have to do, then come over afterwards. <sighs> you can all see late. <sighs> well, or you can, um, work here. I won't disturb you, I promise. <laughs> I'll be a good girl. Yeah, you don't give up, do you? You just don't give up. Uh, she tells him to do what you have to do, then come over afterwards. And because he's a bloody idiot, we cut to them running like twats together in the yeah, park. Yeah, I put she flirts a little bit and he just agrees to meet her with his dick. He's like, oh, go on then. Oh, damn it. Yeah, and they act like absolute fucking idiots. In yeah, the park, I've never know, never seen anything like They're it. Grown men, a grown man and a grown woman. How They're, old are these two in this film? They're like thirties, aren't they? She's thirty six in, in this, this film. film. Yeah, exactly. So he's got to be mid thirty. You don't fucking run around like that, that in your mid thirties. Exactly. Fucking hell. Yep, yeah, her hair's even longer again in this part. It does look a bit crazy. Yeah, in this honestly, one, yeah. her hair's got longer again since the last time we saw her. Is that every scene? Just a little bit longer. Yeah, hmm, I'm telling you. Yeah, she looks like one of the girls from Banana Rama's dad. Mister <laughs> <laughs> um, Manarana. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Michael Douglas pretends to have a heart attack at one point. Yeah, that's funny, isn't it? That's really funny. Yeah. She runs over, dist- like literally, like distraught by it. Dan, Dan, she's fucking miles away as well. It's not even like she's right next to him. Yeah. Yeah, she's a distance away and he just falls over and pretends he had a heart attack. Yeah, ice cream all over his face. Glenn Close tells him that her dad died right in front of him, in front of her even, from a heart attack. <laughs> not in front of him. No, not in front of Michael <laughs> Douglas. He's like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> was that who that was? Oh, I wonder who that was. <laughs> And she says, and then she starts laughing. Says she's only joking. Yeah, he's just like, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. And she's like, ah, I'm only messing about. He's like, oh, but he's like, huh? why would you joke about that? My God, that's too much. Yeah, and uh, you know that's supposed to be our first inkling. Not much of one. No. Meanwhile, at her place, she's cooking spaghetti to loud as fuck opera music. I thought it was back at his now. I have no idea. I think we're at his. They both look exactly the same. Don't we? Just yeah. white walls. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're back at his. Right, back at his place. She's cooking spaghetti for them. Opera music, it's Madam Butterfly. Yeah, we have a little chat about that as well. Is this how you make food, opera music on loud? 
Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, and an absolutely massive pan. Yeah. Even though there's only two of us. Yeah. yeah. Just have a fucking pan that can fill the entire the apartment block. Yeah, plus he's already got spaghetti in the fridge, so... He has indeed, yeah. Could have just heated that up for yeah. him, but... A uh, bit of foreshadowing as he explains the plot of the opera to Glenn Close, saying the female in the play threatens to kill herself, mm-hmm. and that it scared him so much that... Uh, he killed himself. As a kid, he saw it with his father. Did you ever go to the opera with your dad? Uh, yes, and then I turned into Batman shortly afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Me too, mate. Yeah. Me too. They talk over dinner about his wife and kid. He tells her how lucky he is, and she asks him, so what are you doing here? He's like, I live here. Yeah, and what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, so actually maybe it is hers. I don't know. I'm not even sure where they are. Boy, you know how to ask the wrong thing, he says. Yeah. And uh, she says uh, she has to see him again, and he tells her he doesn't think it's possible. He gives her the spiel about how terrific she is, but he's married. Yeah, you're great, but I'm married. Cut to them in bed again. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really work out, did it? That as, as, as no, 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 I must go. That's ah. almost like a comedy cut, that. Because it cut straight to them naked in bed together. It happens, man. It happens. It's men, isn't it? Yeah. You are going like that, right, shit, I'm going to have to go. He's like, really? What about this? Like, oh, fuck it. Okay, go on then. <laughs> yes, we are. We're all pieces of shit. Unless, of course, you've got yourself a really, really good man out there. In which case, hold on to him. Hold him, love him. Not too tight there, or I'll cheat on you. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up and he gets up to get changed. This is where we see the little little undercarriage of Michael Michael Douglas here <laughs> for some reason. Don't know why they couldn't have edited that out. Maybe have a different take. Uh, I'm not sure. I saw it. I don't know what edit you watched. Where did you watch this? Sorry. Where have you watched this? At home. I've got it on DVD. Well, I I haven't. <laughs> it's not my DVD. Is this why it's a favourite? Because of this little shot of his little balls? Just, I think it might be. Just peeking out. Yeah. From betwixt say, his legs. Just saying hello. Yeah. Yeah, waving. Alex tells him that she doesn't like this, how he runs away after every time they make love. Yeah. What did say? He's, well, he's got to go, hasn't he? I mean, yeah. You know. I mean, he has not been putting a good light up to up to this point now. You, you do feel sorry for Glenn Close. And he's like, what difference does it make if I leave now or in the morning? And it's just a bit like... You're a bit of a cunt, aren't you, Douglas? Yeah, he's got shit to do, though, hasn't he? Yes, but... Yeah, you see. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. No, we, we can do this. We can take the different sides, if you like. So we can explore it like that. Go on, then. Well, she knew. Yeah? Yeah, She's yeah. what he's saying. What he's yeah. saying is, look, look, you knew the situation. Yeah. Yeah? But at the same time, she's just like, yeah, so what? That's that's that the end of it. But to be fair, he's like, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is the end of it. This shouldn't have even been the beginning of it, though. He shouldn't have given in to well, that. Just because just Glenn Close bats her eyelids at you, Ken, if she can even blink. <laughs> doesn't she, mean She could at that time, doesn't but mean, then she couldn't from then on. <laughs> Once she's scorned, her blinking mechanism fails. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what we learn. If you if you ever meet a a, a, a potential partner or beau and they can't blink... Just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Just yeah. Much, well, make sure they're alive and then get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have to. <laughs> yeah. Unless they were dead to begin with, in which case you don't need to check. In which case, clean yourself up, get out. Uh, she starts ripping at his shirt violently, telling him that he's not leaving, then falls back into the bed. That's the first sign. That's the first major warning yeah. sign. Yeah, she does, yeah. She tears, tears his shirt, but I think he's okay with that shirt. Because I think he does it up afterwards. So I don't know whether he just sat there and 
sewed his buttons back on. Because you wear the rips, don't you? Yeah, yeah. She goes a little bit of a little bit of insanity, doesn't she? Yeah, um, she does. She just sits there, just very frustrated. He thought it was understood to be a simple fling, and she begins um, showing signs of erratic behaviour. Should we say? Yes, first first erotic, then erratic. Yeah, that, that's life. <laughs> that's, that's relationships, right, guys? He thought it was an opportunity they both took for a good time, and she tells him, no, you thought you were having a good time. You didn't stop to, for a second to think about me. Yeah, see, she, she got a good point on this one. Yeah, probably a better point if she didn't already know he was married. If if he she I, I didn't know. So. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. If she didn't know, then expected him to, what, just leave his wife for her instantly. Mm. But at the same time, he shouldn't have been in this position in the first place. So he tells her that if he wasn't with his wife, maybe he would be with her it's like why would you even say any of this shit you aren't you you aren't not with your wife you are with her and it's only been two days yeah i think i don't know i, th- I think you probably would say something like that just to get the fuck out of there because you know that's never going to change yeah, you know that, why it, say it because it gets him out of there she's like oh, okay that it makes me feel matter. a little bit better <laughs> no, no i know but he doesn't know she he's dealing with bloody glenn close does he <laughs> He still thinks it's Marv from Home Alone too, mm. so he's he's just he's playing the safe way. I'm I'm going with him on this one. I'm thinking, no, this is it. This is him now trying to just let her down gently. Um, obviously, it doesn't fucking work, but he doesn't know at this point who he's dealing with or what he's dealing with. Well, she tells him not to justify himself, and that if he'd have told her just to fuck off, she would have had more respect for him. This is my favourite bit of yeah, the film. Yeah, Honestly, me too. I fucking laugh my head off at this. And I got looked at during this scene because I laughed. And I paused it and I wrote it down. And I got, oh, I got I got the bloody Glenn Close no blink stare <laughs> from the other room. <laughs> this was my, uh, this made me laugh as well. He really does. did, yeah. So he, he literally does say, okay, then fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> because she uh, respectfully <laughs> kicks him in the arse off the bed. Yeah, absolutely fucking goes mental at him. Brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. I just like the fact that he actually even takes a second to think about it while he's trying to do his buttons back yeah. up. He's like, yeah, well then fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he even says it like he's trying not to say it audibly. Yeah, <laughs> It's like he's trying to whisper the fuck off bit. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Really made me laugh. I haven't enjoyed somebody telling people to fuck off that much since um, uh, Romper Stomper. Yeah. As Russell Crowe tells everybody to fuck off. And then yeah. he's like, oh, no, we, did, we didn't come here for that. And he's like, yeah, well, then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Just the look on his face for that is brilliant. I really enjoy the way he says that. Yeah, brilliant. But, yeah, I, I really did laugh at that. And then I had to stop laughing. Instantly. <laughs> yeah. He gets himself ready to go, tells her he's off. And then she asks him to come over and say goodbye nicely and that she wants to be friends again. My note is, Michael Douglas is a fucking idiot in this movie. <laughs> yeah. She looks like she's wearing a fucking psych ward gown at this she point. She does, and she's got she? her hands behind her back. She looks insane. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you go over there? Yeah, and but he like, does. he's like, no, oh, go on then. She starts crying, telling him she's sorry if she upset him. Uh, she does this a lot in the film. After she outbursts at him, she'll then apologise well, profusely. It's, it's mental illness, isn't it? Yeah. These days, this film would be massively sympathetic to her. I think it is anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But at the same time, you know, you'd think in, well, there's only one way to sort this out. <laughs> so you kind of know the inevitable conclusion. Yeah. But in like, if you made it now, it would be a lot more um, her 
based on her, I think. I don't I don't think you could do this film now and be exactly the same. Yeah. It would have to be more sympathetic to her. Yeah, I actually think it's already sympathetic. Like, you do feel sorry for her. Yeah, yeah, She's you do, but mentally only Ill. at points, though. Yeah. Only, only at points, and then the rest of it, you just think, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, it's a lot it's of like, what we say. Well, we do that a lot in this, but it's clear that she's not mentally stable and she's got issues, but... When this was made, it was just like she's a new a lunatic. Well, bunny, and that's it. Bonnie Boiler comes from yeah, this film, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It? But but that's it. There's no there's no sort of I don't know. It's it's all for him, isn't it? That the yeah. whole film is sort of based on hoping that he gets out of this. Yeah, I mean, up to this point, I think most people would feel sorry for her. It's it's only later when she goes totally off the fucking deep yeah, end. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I I, I think I think. If you did it, it is again geared now. towards you. Should be sorry for Michael Douglas. Yeah, I, I think if you did it again now, I think they would have already thrown in like a few bits about her background and stuff. They, I don't think they would have just left it as it is. So another film that deals with similar stuff to this that came before this was Play Misty for me. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood film. That was um, one of my mom's favorite films as well. Oh actually. really? Yeah, yeah. Because um, her dad used to watch Clint Eastwood films all the time. And um, and obviously, like he liked his westerns and everything, but he'd watch anything with Clint Eastwood in it. And she always used to say that "Play Misty" for me is one of her favorite films. Mm. And um, again, it's a similar thing. Like it's a one night stand. Tries to leave. She's not mentally capable of handling that situation. And it is. It's, it's there's differences, but that's a that's a very very good film as well. If you've not seen that one. That's a but well worth watching. She starts kissing him and grabbing his face, leaving blood all over him. Uh, and she, he asks her, "Why are your hands all wet?" And then, as he brings her hands away from his own face, he notices that she's slashed her own wrists. She has. That was quick. All he did was get dressed, wasn't it? Uh, he grabs her and runs her uh, to the to the sink. No, no sex there. Although we did think about it. <laughs> uh, he, he definitely does. Yeah. Put the wrists under the tap, wraps them in a tea towel, and then goes into the bedroom, I think, and rips bed linens up. Yeah, she hasn't got a first aid box, you see. Lunatic. Ends up just hugging her on the bathroom floor as her wrists are bleeding out and like he's wrapped her in. Yeah, why wouldn't Why wouldn't he go to the hospital with him? I don't understand why he, why he just take her that? to the hospital. Yeah, you know he he doesn't have to go there. I mean, even if he did, so what? Yeah. He should have got. He should have talked this because like yeah. the the wife's not going to be checking hospital records when she gets back, is she, to see if he was in a hospital once? Yeah, okay, mine would. <laughs> but <laughs> they say it depends on the wife, doesn't it? <laughs> no, but it's it's like um, he could he could have just got sorted that out for her, got to the hospital and everything. Everything's all good, job done. But he doesn't. He yeah. patch, he patches her up himself. Um, it seems to do the trick. I mean, fair dues. He's he must be pretty good at that. He's as good as that as he is at adultery. She wakes up later and overhears him on the phone to his daughter. Um, so is where the fuck are they then? See, I now think they're at hers. Yeah, that's they're what at I was hers, thinking. But he's fucking ringing them at there. It's like how what? So is that not risky calling from a different location if they yeah, ring but how the house? How does he even fucking know the number? Yeah. How does he know the number of this house that isn't his? Well, I mean, it's five five five, isn't it? In every every fucking film, it's so. five five five. I'm six six six. So that's what he may have said to the operator. Yeah. Unless he did call the operator. Say, yeah. Can you put me through to a house somewhere, please, where my wife is? Mm. And they're like, certainly, Michael Douglas. Even if he did, I think it's risky ringing from that because if they ring the house back and he didn't answer. Yeah, but I, yeah, because he does actually say, "Sorry, did you ring me?" Yeah. So I thought, what? 
Yeah, it's like, oh, sorry, I was in the shower, so I yeah, didn't hear you. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know whether whether it was because they said they'd call him at a specific but time. You're right, though. I, I got confused about where they were at different times. I got confused all the way through yeah. where the fuck they were, but I'm pretty sure this is her house. Yeah, because he leaves, doesn't he? And she says, yeah. you always, like, later on, she says something Even though it. his dog's there. So he's took his dog back to us. Because he says... What, if anyone ever questioned that dog... Oh, yeah, he's fucked, That he? dog sees all. But also, to make me think that it's her house... He says, I'm going to work now. Make sure you ring the doctor. Promise to go to the doctor. And he fucks off. He wouldn't leave her in his house. Fuck that. I wouldn't leave Glenn Close in my house. Exactly. So I think that that all took place at her house. Fair enough. Mm. I also think that. But I did think it was weird that he was phoning from it. Uh, Heads home. Oh, yeah, because he heads home and he starts messing the fucking house up, doesn't he? Sleeping in the bed and... Again, big tick. Big tick in my book there of... uh... Decent planning. Does Makes well. the place look lived in. Yeah, exactly. Gives, it, gives the dog well. the spaghetti from the fridge. Could just fucking throw it away, obviously. But, yeah. You know, he's got to feed the dog as well. So two two birds, one stone, all that business. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely at her house, wasn't it, with this scene now, with the dog in the fridge, right? He wouldn't have made him make spaghetti. a dog in the fridge? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Let's the dog out the fridge. Thinks, oh, shit, why did I put it in there? Yeah, that'll stop him talking. Later after work, he gets back home to see his family are back. Tells the wife that he missed her. Plays cards with the kid. Yeah, he's, makes he's dinner. just happy fucking family, isn't he? Promises to go and look at the new house tomorrow. And they do. It's quite a nice house, to be fair. Yeah, it, it's... Um, to be honest, it, it's very, very good. It's very good what he's done there. I, I honestly think that's that's really good. That's that, that's some good cover-up operation going on. Well done. You know how to lie to your wife really well, Michael Douglas. Yeah, I think he does. I think that is good, though, isn't it? Because he's done that. He's established that he's been there. He's done the bed thing. I mean, not many people would think of that, potentially. But that would be one of the first things that she'd fucking find out. Straight away, she'd be like, what the fuck? But he's done well there. He's done well. What he could have done, left the toilet seats up a little bit, maybe made a bit of a mess elsewhere. Done a little bit of that, you know. Yeah, you've got, you've got to think these things through. <laughs> you've got to. Well done to Michael. I'm not sure how well this is going to cast you for the rest of this podcast run. <laughs> with all these tips I use with my thing, air quotes. <laughs> Wait till the next ones. Uh, he heads back to the office afterwards and sees that Alex is sitting on the sofa in Vanilla Ice's fucking leather jacket. <laughs> I thought that she's dressed like The Undertaker. <laughs> she, this is the biggest fucking leather jacket it's I've ever fucking seen. fucking enormous. I was there thinking, oh, well, clearly she's naked underneath that. But we never find out. It's not even part of the film. She's but like, what the fuck is she wearing that for? She's like twice her own width with these shoulder pads yeah. that are in this leather yeah, jacket. That's classic 80s, isn't it? I that, couldn't believe it, what yeah. she was wearing. It's like some sort of Nazi trench coat, but massive. Yeah. Really, really big. Yeah. And I, I honestly thought she's going to be naked underneath. Yeah. And she's she's come here for sexy sex. But no, don't even mention sexy sex. Yeah, I've written. Jesus Christ, Brett Michaels from the band Poison has come dressed as a Nazi. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Bloody 80s. You okay? I'm fine. I was going to call you today. I, um... Oh, this is terribly embarrassing. I, I just, um, wanted to say sorry for what happened. I had no right to put you through all that. Nothing happened, okay? I was going through a bad time and everything was coming to a crisis and... But I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm really all right and, and thank you. You have to thank me. Oh, yeah, I do. 
A lot of guys would have just run away. I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't been there. Well, you, uh, you look good. Matter of fact, you look great. Uh, she apologises anyway for what happened. Takes her into his office, obviously. Right? Yep. You look like a Nazi. Let's get you into my office. <laughs> we can't be seen here talking to Nazis. Sees Jimmy and he's already like, don't I know you? And she's like, Fuck No, you fucking don't, you fat shit. And he's yeah. like, whoa, <laughs> firecracker. I think he does do that, doesn't he? Isn't pretty he? Like, much, whoa, yeah. Wee, whoa. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, she apologises for what happened and said most guys would have just run away. He said, I did try to run away. <laughs> In fairness yeah. to me. <laughs> so I did try, didn't I? It was only because you said kissy, kissy. Yeah. And I came back and noticed you kill yourself. But she asked for one more favour from him. She has two tickets to Madam Butterfly two weeks from Thursday and she would love for him to go with her as a peace offering. Yep, and he says, nope. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, ah, oh, okay then. Well, you would have said yes, you would, wouldn't you? I'd have gone, yeah, I'll let you know. That's what I'd have said, and then just sort of left it open and sort of not done anything. Mm. Yeah, and hope she'd just fuck off. That's the British way of handling any <laughs> yeah, plans, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but like that, yeah, it could do. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then don't do it. Yeah, avoid all calls until the event's over, and uh, then you can't do it then, can you? Sorted. She asked him not to explain. She just thought she would ask, and then she said, uh, "She guesses she'll see him around sometime." He says, "Not fucking likely." They shake hands. She goes home to cry in the dark and listen to Madame Butterfly, mm-hmm. which is the next scene. Yeah, we've all done that. Turns the light on and off. Yeah, I used to do. Um, I used to lay on the floor listening to uh, all by myself, like Ray Winston does. I think in forty-four inch chest. Mm-hmm. I think he does that. Yeah, just in the dark. Listening to all by myself. That's incredibly depressing, Ken. Why? Anyway, moving on. Michael Douglas. He's on a double day. I hate myself, Dom. I hate myself, don't you see? Moving on. Michael <laughs> Douglas is on a double day. He's Dom! Having... <laughs> He's having the time of his life playing bowling with Jimmy. It is fucking insane the laughs they're having it's, isn't it it almost beggars belief yeah it really how much does fun michael douglas is having yeah especially as we're intercut with ray winston laying on the floor <laughs> listening to all by myself yeah <laughs> no but we are we, we do intercut between the two don't we yeah she, she's there she's flicking the lights on and off you blow the bulb if you do that honestly that's what i used to get told as a kid you keep messing with the lights you'll blow the bulb yeah this is where i wrote you can't help but feel sorry for Alex at this point. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think this is where it, it turns a little bit. Because up, up until now, you think Michael Douglas is a bit of a dick. But they were in cahoots, weren't yeah. they? they? They were in it together. Um, she's done that massive cry for help and he's helped her. But he's saying, right, now we're really going to have to just pack this in. Mm. This is it, really. Thank you, but done. But yeah, yeah, she is. She, she's quite sympathetic at this point. And it's it's not nice. It's not nice. I have I have sat on my own and fucking listened to sad music and shit like this. I've done it. Maybe not like Ray Winston. <laughs> <laughs> or Glenn Close. Although, to be honest, I, I do like that song and I do like Madame Butterfly. I'm a bit of an opera fan. Thank you. Fred Gwynn turns up. Hold the fucking phone. It's Fred Gwynn. Smoking a pipe. I'm glad to see Fred yeah, Gwynn. Yeah. He's not in enough films, Fred Gwynn wasn't. Yeah, and um, he's fucking massive, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> What an enormous man Fred Gwynn is. Yeah. He says to him that uh, don't don't go up there, Lewis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the soil of a man's heart is stonier, he says to Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and tells him not, not to go up there. 
No, of course he doesn't. That's pet yeah. surgery. Ask him to go to lunch is what he does. Yeah, yeah, that's what he actually does. Yeah, sorry. Michael Douglas says, I need to check my diary. Yeah, I thought that was a bit rude. Yeah. He's the fucking boss. Yeah. He's the fucking boss, and you just say, oh, I have to check if I'm free. It's like, fuck, he's the boss. You will be free. There's nothing that you would not be able to redo if the boss is there saying, come to a lunch. He's like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that, Fred Gwynn. You can fuck that sky high, he says. <laughs> you can fuck that right off in the dick. He goes to his receptionist and she tells him that Alex is on the phone for him again. And he says, okay, I'll take it in my office. Confirms with Fred that he's going to go to lunch with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, he actually rearranges everything and says, yeah, go on then. You don't hear the two-way conversation for this. You just hear his no, no, side no. of it. Yeah. And he tells her he doesn't think it's a good idea that they talk to each other anymore is basically what he says. He's got a big phone, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got like an extra handle on it. I don't know what that was, but I think that was that was in a lot of office yeah, what phones. Is, I don't know. Yeah, I it's, wish it, I knew it's, what it was. it's one for the listeners. Go is on. it like a handle to put on your shoulder? Ask, you... ask the listeners. You there. <laughs> all of you. What's what that the, thing? It was the fucking phone all about. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I got an extra sort of like receiver. Yeah, I wonder if it's maybe like it a, is. Maybe, a rest it, maybe for you. it is. Yeah. He tells the secretary to no longer take her calls. Yep. Um, Alex then calls his home at all hours of the night. At first, he, she calls during dinner when Jimmy's there. They, they, they spend way too much time together, them two. They do. Um, before we get that, actually, he's at home. And that's and me saying that. He's... And how much time I spend with you. Yeah, that's not through choice, though, is it? No, that's we, true. Kind of, we have to do we this We have now. to do it yeah. now, yeah. <laughs> it's expected. Yeah, we're yeah. not having fun. <laughs> Fuck it out. Yeah, he's um he's appreciating his wife's beauty again, isn't he? She's there getting ready for this dinner with her fucking friends at home. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> yeah. she's why she's glamming up for it. No. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So they've got another fucking double date going on where they're now around his house or his apartment, and um, he spills all the champagne everywhere. Don't he, fucking Jimmy? He just opens the champagne, spills it all over the place. They all laugh. It's like fuck you, man. It's he makes ha- it look about it's my house exploding it in an archer's face. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he'd love to. Love to pop the cork right no, in he there. Wouldn't obviously not Michael Douglas. Yeah, they're all laughing far too much. They're having such a good laugh that when the phone rings, uh, only the wife actually hears the phone. She gets up and she goes over. So Beth, Beth's on her way to the phone. Michael Douglas's face in this scene is fucking brilliant. Yeah. This, this is absolutely super. Yeah, this yeah. is superb. Um, just like non-dialogue acting from Michael Douglas that he's there thinking the phone's ringing and she's gone to answer it and he's in a panic. He's worrying that that's what's going to happen. He's really, really conveys that well. I, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. No, it's good. I have the same face when I realise that my phone's not with me. I, I immediately think... Shit. Why is that, Ken? That is just, just force of habit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, honestly. I always think, shit, what if there's something on my phone? And I think, I don't even know what it would be. I, To be honest with you, I've had that before. Even when you know that you've, yeah. you've not done anything wrong, it's still like, oh, sh- it's nervous. Like nervous. Yeah. It's, it's such a personal item, isn't it? That's why. I, um, I once, right? I was once trying to read my uh, gas meter, and so I had to put the light on. I was taking a photograph of the gas meter because it's in a cupboard and I couldn't actually get to it without taking everything out. And I thought, fuck that, I'll just take a picture of the, the gas meter. And um, and I, I pulled my phone back out. And that was one you of the pictures. had no hand! <laughs> that was one of the pictures. But the picture above it was a penis, right? <laughs> it was an erect penis. And my... my 
my, my missus was behind me and I was like waiting for it. Like, and she was just like, is that your dick? And, I was, and you know, I, I thought to myself, what's the best answer here? Do I say, yes, it is my dick, which would lead to why are you taking pictures of your dick? Or no, which was, which was the correct answer, which is the truth. It's Dom's it, dick. No, <laughs> which, the podcast. which led to far many more questions of why have you got a picture of someone's dick on your phone? And I was just like, I just thought, I don't know what to say. I went with the truth. It wasn't, I know, because I'm in a group with my friends and all we do is send people, each other fucking stupid yeah, photographs of yeah. stuff we don't want to see. I had and, that, yeah. yeah. And, and, but she was, and she, the first thing she thought was, you've taken a picture of your dick, why? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, no. <laughs> and I thought, I think I've gone for the right one there. Yeah, well, I mean, what got Ken off there was luckily the 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 word Ken was shaved into the pubic hair, which that was my dick. So why would Ken shave his own name into it? Yeah, I shaved it in. Yeah, as well. So yeah. it was just admiring my handiwork. <laughs> <laughs> so it look, looks better in this light. Yeah, he was trying to open a business. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go very far, to be honest. I had something very similar where my mate uh, in the group would always send, and WhatsApp saves it directly to your gallery. Yeah, exactly, yeah. that's what I mean. It was my gallery. So I had that before where he would send such hot, like weird stuff, yeah. and my missus would be like, why have you got a video of a woman naked? And I was like, well, because it's actually not a woman. It's a guy, it's a woman, but it's actually got a dick. So that, you know, a lot of the yeah. videos They're going to turn around. Yeah, they're going to turn around and you'll see that they've got a penis. I, I ended up having to message him like, please do not send me any more of this because I'm literally getting bollocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Anyway, where were we on this? Yes, yeah, it's, it's that It's that face. He's worried. He's worried that he's gonna, she's going to answer the phone and it's all going to be revealed. Yeah. Much like Dom's dick videos. Uh, for anyone uh, subscribing to the Patreon, the top <laughs> tier will get you one of those videos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Richards. Uh, it's kind of late, isn't it? If you refuse to take my phone calls at the office, you leave me no choice. It's, uh, it's 2 o'clock in the morning uh, here. Can't just wait till tomorrow morning. Oh, is it awkward for you to talk? You could say that, you know. I've got to see you. Well, I don't have the, um, uh, the documentation to answer that question right now, but I'll call you from the office. No, meet me in front of the Robinson Hart building tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Don't disappoint me. Be there. Anyway, 6 a.m. the next morning. How fucking busy is New York at 6 a.m.? Yeah. It's packed. Yeah. Everyone's everywhere at 6 a.m. Well, in mean, the morning. I mean, like, New York. The sun's up as well. It's a lovely morning by the look of it. It's, it's not, not dark at 6 a.m. I think New York is one of those that, like... Well, it's a city that never sleeps, exactly. as, as they say. But, yeah. but, fuck me, everyone's on the way to work at 6 a.m. Some of them don't even blink. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. He tells us to stop contacting him and that she needs help, which is true. And she tells him that she doesn't want to hurt him and that she loves him. Mm. He says that 
she can't love him because she barely even knows him. Yeah. And then she says something about, well, you stayed the second night, so you must like me a little. And yeah. he was like, well, I stayed because you literally nearly tried to kill yourself, yeah. which again is, is fair enough. And then she drops the bombshell that it's, she's it's pregnant. Bomb. What a fucking bombshell that is. She says that she went to Ken's gynecologist <laughs> and uh, that Michael Douglas can call him if he doesn't believe her. Imagine Glenn Close's vagina. That's going to be the angriest vagina ever at this point. Yeah. In fucking 1987. Imagine there, you're looking at that thinking, oh, fucking, I might lose a bloody finger in this. Exactly. And then she asked him to call, to call you. Yeah. If you didn't believe him. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Oh, uh, yeah. Hi, Ken. This is Michael Douglas. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! He asked her if he, uh, if he, if she's sure it's his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, that, this is piece that's, of that's shit. Not what you say. No, it's not what you say to ladies, uh, guys out there. Ken's been in this situation for, as well, I guess, from experience. Yeah, yeah. Several kids. <laughs> Don't know All with beards, yeah. so you could. There's in, irrefutable evidence. Yes, yeah, so I know. Yeah, some of the women have got them. Yeah. He says, are you sure it's his? And she says, yes, because she doesn't sleep around. And he then says, he says, well, you fucking did, though, didn't you? Yeah. That's what he could have said, but he didn't. Not at this point. Well, he reassures her that she won't have to face having an abortion on her own. Yeah, I will pay for it. Again. It was yeah. the 80s, though. Everyone thought he was a hero <laughs> at this point. I've put God, he's a stupid piece of shit, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he's not, not helping himself at this point. I've actually, my note is both of them are, are pieces of shit in their own way. Yeah, they, they are, but I don't, I'm not sure it's her fault. Because it's not... Up well, to it? this point, it is That's, that's no. what I mean. It's, it's, not, it's not her fault, which is why I think if they did do it again, it would be more sympathetic right from the, the off. Yeah. I don't think they'd have her as a... Like, cold scheming psychopath yeah i think they would go more into the the mental health issues i believe so yeah although he wants nothing to do with her she argues that he must take responsibility for what he's done she tells him that she plans to keep the baby and if he wants to be a part of the baby's life she hopes he will be i don't have a say in this i want this child it has nothing to do with you i want it whether you're going to be a part of it or not then why are you telling me why why just go ahead and do it I was hoping that you would want to be a part of it. I'm 36 years old. It may be my last chance to have a child. Alex, we are going to live with this for the rest of our lives. I know. I've thought of that. I know how you feel. It's a big thing. But it doesn't have to be a problem. Really, it doesn't. You play fair with me? I'll play fair with you. Uh, later, he breaks into her apartment. Yeah, as you well, do. Yeah, she's she leaves the key on the ledge, doesn't she? That's that's one bit we saw earlier. Yeah, when they when they went back to hers, he waits for her to leave. He watches her. Um, because you fucking wait for her to leave. You don't do it while she's in. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. <laughs> Sneak He's... into her apartment while she's sat there. <laughs> she's like that. You doing well, it? That's where I've been going wrong. <laughs> And he starts looking for clues. He finds a pregnancy test in the bathroom. Fucking rifling through everything, isn't he? The doctor's he's, car... He's making a right old mess. You know what? All right, okay. On this point, here's a tip for you guys. All, all ladies. If you are going to be rifling through uh, partner's stuff and you don't want them to know, 
take a picture before you start touching anything so you can see exactly how it is before you do it and then just put everything back after you've, you've got done too it. many tips on how to cheat on your partner <laughs> Ken you realize that don't you <laughs> well that makes sense though right he makes an absolute fucking mess he's just throwing stuff to the floor he's moving everything she gets home and just thinks well that wasn't like that I don't think he really gives it's, a fuck, does he, about that? Yeah, but he should. Mm. He should because, that's, I don't know, I mean, it's still breaking an entry. And fair enough, yeah, she, leaves her, key. Later, she leaves her key, fair enough. But it's still without her permission. So, take the picture. Then you know exactly how to put it all back. Sorted. Job done. Move on. Next. Pregnancy test in the, in the bathroom. Uh, he finds the doctor's card that she gave him is indeed from a Rolodex. For you youngsters, a Rolodex was kind of like an iPhone. Except it was just to look up contacts. Yeah, it was just on paper. Yeah. On, on bits of card. You couldn't ring anyone off it. But that's the thing, right, as well, because he messes with the Rolodex. So surely next time she goes to that phone and looks at the Rolodex, it's a totally different number to the last one she phoned. That, take a picture, find out which one it was, then put it back to where it was when you leave. Yeah. Come on, guys. Uh, he finds doodling by the phone. If that's supposed to mean she's insane, I wouldn't have jumped to that conclusion just to... What is what is it? Like doodles, it's just got like a, a number, but then there's like people with their eyes hanging out and shit, and they're on the. I don't know. I do shit like that. I just draw pictures. That's of what I mean. Cocks everywhere. Yeah, exactly. The little cock and balls with Ken in in the pubes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he <laughs> finds time. he finds a ring binder with the obituary of Alex's dad, who actually did die from a heart attack. Now, on a side note, Ken, the picture of her dad. Mm-hmm was taken a year before the obituary. So it's like, here is whatever his name is in 1958. The yeah. paper's from 59. Yeah. And it gives his age as 42. But the picture, he must be 60-odd years old in that picture, <laughs> that guy. He's fucking old as fuck, that man. I could uh, looking at it, I was like, what the fuck? Granted, Glenn Close looks older than 36 in this film, but a dad looks he's fucking not, ancient. He's not 42. 42 in the, uh, on the column when he starts reading it. So she actually did the old double bluff on him. That worked, though, didn't it? There's not, no need for it. No, and he's just there like, oh! Grrr, shaking his fist at the sky. So he finds absolutely jack shit in her flat then, does he? No, it's an absolute waste of time. Yeah, that doesn't literally finds come into, It doesn't come into use, that Ever. information, no. later on, apart from that she she lied about lying about it. Yeah, which could be so explained what? away as like she felt bad about bringing it up, so just lied again. Yeah, so then just say, oh no, I'm only joking. I don't want to have a conversation about my dead dad. Yeah, so none of that would be like, oh, she's insane, but there no, we go. There you go, anyway. He's, he's at the works library talking to Jimmy, telling him the truth about everything that's happened. Again, this, this doesn't come... You never see Jimmy again, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Tells Jimmy that he's scared, he doesn't want to lose his family. Jimmy says, well, you're in a lot of shit, because he asks him for, um, like, well, you're a lawyer, give me, like advice and he says oh you're in a lot of shit it's like great Jimmy thanks and that's it for Jimmy and it's like what's the point of even having him in the film then yeah like what's the point of having that bit where he tells Jimmy is that to make him look like a good guy because he's told someone I, I don't know I think it's just I don't know because he doesn't really put Jimmy in any good light either is it oh, yeah, he's just saying just, just lie about it all to your wife yeah exactly like, thanks Jimmy and they're all best mates yeah you're a good guy yeah, but he, he does, and um, and then after that, though, uh, he goes to the cops. So you're imagining that that's what Jimmy would have told him to do. He gets his phone discontinued, doesn't he? 
Yeah, because it gets you, it you disconnected. Cut, yeah, yeah. You cut to Alex. She's on her bed. She's trying to ring Dan's house, only to find it's been unlisted. She shouts, "Well, fuck you!" Down the phone to the operator, and the operator shouts, "Oh, my place or yours?" <laughs> you mental bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I like that way. You could do that now. All your calls are recorded, so you can't yeah, say are, that yeah. sort of shit to someone. And then the most galling thing of all, she shows up at his apartment. Because it's for sale, obviously, because they're moving away. And as Michael Douglas comes home, imagine this, Ken. You're Michael. Put yourself in that position, and you come back to your house, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your missus is talking to the woman you've had an affair with mm-hmm. about the house. Mm-hmm. You you would literally shit yourself. I just did. <laughs> is that what that was? Yeah, sorry. And she says to Michael Douglas when they're introduced, "Haven't we met somewhere before?" Yeah, and he says, "No, we fucking haven't." <laughs> Yeah. Fuck's sake. It's like, yeah, we had sex the other day. <laughs> yeah, he's like, apart from the weekend. Yeah, well, yeah, we had sex at the apart weekend. From the, apart from the sex in the in the sink. She says, I never forget a face. Or a dick. Uh, she manages to get Beth talking about where they're moving to up in the country, which is, you know, clever of Alex, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, she does. And, and then the fucking Beth just throws her an absolute bone right there. Yeah, I'll says, take hey, my number. Yeah. Hey, here's the number so we can talk directly. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's the one thing he's done. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just destroyed. And she looks at him as well, just like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck. Imagine you come home, Ken. You come home and the lead singer of Motley Crue <laughs> in a blouse is sitting there talking to your missus. It's unbelievable. I wouldn't like it. No, me I neither. I wouldn't like that. No, no, no. Not one bit. Now, Alex says she has to go, but would like time to think about the sale. And then she fucks off. And then later that night, Dan goes to Alex's apartment and confronts her about what she did today. And in response, she replies, it'll go on and on until he faces up to his responsibilities. Yep. She's in lingerie at this point. I just want to be part of your life. Thanks. Ken. <laughs> That's very nice of you. This is how you do it. You show up at my apartment and she says, what am I supposed to do? You answer my calls. You change your number. I'm not one to be ignored, Dan. It is fair enough. He's there saying um, that he's he's not, he's not happy, obviously. He's shouting at her. Mm. Shouting at her. And she's, um, for some reason, she says, well, hit me then. It's like, um, uh, that's not what I've said. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to hit you. She, she flips from being really, like, shouty and then she goes well don't you remember the weekend how amazing that was yeah. why can't we go back to that and yeah she tries to kiss him he pulls away and she goads him to hit her yeah says she's... if you can't fuck me you might as well hit me he calls her lonely and very sad and she says why because i won't let you treat me like some slut you can just bang and throw in the garbage <sighs> that's a fair point he has no response to that no the only well, time you gets... wouldn't would you you're not gonna be like yeah yeah or he's like no. Why don't he go with what he did before and just say, fuck you, and then leave? Yeah, I suppose. And then she starts apologising again. And then she says, that if you leave now, I'm going to ring your wife and tell her. <sighs> Big mistake. Yeah, because he slams her against the wall. And she says that Michael Douglas says to Glenn Close, if you tell my wife that I had sex with you, I will kill you. <laughs> she screams at him that it only takes a phone call. She rings Beth, picks up. Um, Beth does oh, hello, hello, and then she slams the phone down, rips it out of the wall because yeah. she can't tell. Once she tell, once Glenn Close tells Beth, she's lost the power over Michael Douglas's character. Yes, and when she rips the phone out of the wall, she loses the power of phone calls. Yeah. So yeah, 
That would be my superpower if I was a superhero. <laughs> the power of phone calls. Yes. <laughs> I can ring anyone at any time, anywhere. Wow. You'd be called on all the time. They'd call me the ringer. <laughs> the ring piece. The ri- yeah, well that's my that's the that's my layer. <laughs> that's your fucking superpower. <laughs> Do you like it? I'm going to pitch it to Marvel. <laughs> I do like it, yeah. You're obviously the flying corpse. That's your Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's my power. I'm happy with that. I'm not changing that. Yeah, that's very useful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be very useful, wouldn't you? Well, how many On times? Missions. How many t- listeners, you'll know. How many times have you watched a Marvel film and one of them needs to, needs to make a phone call in an inopportune moment? Um, More got, than you think. Uh, yeah, I've, I've only seen like three. But yeah, they do make phone calls, I guess. And be more fucking useful than just being dead. <laughs> yeah. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Dan moves his family to New York. Uh, well, the village outside of New York called Bedford. As they're moving I in. I used to live in a place called Bedford. I was at university in Bedford. Where's like, that? Uh, down south. From here. Down there. They kicked me out. What for? Uh, not going to any elections. <laughs> That'll do it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the phone rings whilst they're moving in, and obviously Dan expects the worst. Answers... Yeah, I'm not sure why he expects the worst. Yeah, why would you assume it was? No, yeah. I'm not, not sure why. I suppose but, you, you, it'd probably cross your mind, but you wouldn't be standing there. Every time you hear a phone ring. But you wouldn't be standing there like, <gasps> you wouldn't be like, you know, looking at the beam in uh, House by the Cemetery. <laughs> Especially when you're carrying a sofa with a, an elderly gent. Dr. Freudstein. I don't know his name, but I'm pretty sure it's not him. <laughs> Dr. Freudstein's moving company. It's a good thing he didn't rip his hand on that nail on the banister. Oh, Damn right. Fucking Frank had turned up. Yep. Uh, he, he answers the, the worst way to start a new home, a new life, wouldn't it? Yeah, All that Bringing happened. your brother back from the dead. Yeah, got, a, got, a, got a corpse <laughs> shagging your wife. And fucking Dr. Freudstein's killing everyone. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, shit. He answers the phone, and it's, uh, I think it's uh, it's Martha. mom, isn't it? It's Martha. And he's so pleased it's Martha. He tells the old guy that yeah. it's Martha. Yeah. Who just goes, hmm? He's like. Yeah, he's just like, I don't fucking know who Martha yeah. is. But he's really pleased. Anyway, so that's a false alarm. Uh, cut to later, and we see Beth. Um, she's decorating the new place. Dan rings her from the office, tells her he's bought the daughter, Ellen, a bunny. He's bought her a fucking rabbit. A little white rabbit with yes, pink eyes, pink she ears. Wanted. She wanted a rabbit, so he bought one. Proper dad, nice one. Uh, he leaves for the... Have you got any pets? Fuck that. He leaves for the night. His secretary tells him that there's a package that's arrived for him, and he takes and heads home. He shits himself over a phone call, but doesn't think, what the fuck is this package that I've received? Yeah, a bit weird. Off he goes down to the parking garage. The parking attendant's not there, but it's never explained where he's gone. He's just not there. No, he's, his name's Lucky. Yeah. Yeah, he just shouts, Lucky? I thought it was a dog. He's got a dog looking after <laughs> Here, the, boy. The, the parking garage. <laughs> yeah, with the keys in its mouth. <laughs> well, I don't know. You don't get people called Lucky. Yeah, so he takes his own keys. Yeah. He was, I don't know where the fuck he went, that guy. Well, as he's... As he's, he's going for a shit break. Maybe. Could shit. Have. Yeah, that was your nickname in high school, wasn't it? Shit break. Yeah. Lucky shit break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he used to he used to do me scratch cards. 
<laughs> yeah, won a hundred dollars. Nice. Lucky shit break. There he goes. <laughs> As he's uh, going up in the elevator, you're not going to believe this, Ken, but Wurzel Gummidge <laughs> is in the fucking rafters watching him from the Michael Keaton Batman position. Fuck it all. He's watching him. Uh, he goes to his car and someone's poured acid, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's a jump scare, isn't it, where the car, when a car alarm goes off. Yeah. That we just don't know whose it is. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, Candyman wasn't there, I suppose. Yeah. Helen. No, I mean, Michael Douglas wouldn't have looked round if it had been, <laughs> if he said the wrong name. Yeah, he'd just been like, do, 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 do. Michael Douglas. No. <gasps> <laughs> that You're could right. be a film pitch. What, Michael Douglas in Candyman? Versus Candyman. <laughs> yeah, of course, why not? Yeah, perfect, get it down. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, acid all over the car. Is it acid? I think it is, yeah, there's nothing else to do that shit. Unless no. it's lime, I don't know. He rings his wife and tells her that it's something to do with the electrics. I like the fact that he, immediately when he gets there and sees it, he just goes, fucking bitch. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> yeah, and she just leaves. Yeah. She's not even hanging about. It's like fucking hanging around for that bit, though. You're just like hanging around to see it. But yeah. she does. Uh, he ends up hiring a rental car. And um, as he yeah, leaves. Very, very quickly. Yeah. That, that gets delivered quickly, doesn't I it? I know. you got to respect maybe him for it. Maybe Lucky turned back up and gave him the keys to another car or something. Yeah. And as he leaves, he's followed by the silhouette of Brian May. <laughs> You see that in the car? Yeah, I thought it was the Total Eclipse of the Heart video. <laughs> <laughs> it was Bonnie Tyler on her way. Yeah. Whilst he's in the car, he To opened... be honest, if he'd have turned around, he would have seen her. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you. Whilst he's in the car, he decides he's going to play the tape that was in the package. Yeah, yeah, that's what was in the parcel. A little, little cassette tape. For you youngsters out there, it was the precursor to a CD. And for all you even more youngsters, the CD was what you had before you streamed music. Hello, Dan. Are you surprised? This is what you've reduced me to. I guess you thought you'd get away with it. Well, you can't. (laughs) Because part of you is growing inside of me, and that's a fact, Dan. And you'd better start learning how to deal with it. You know, I I feel you. I taste you. I think you. I touch you. Can you understand? Can you? I'm just asking you to acknowledge your responsibilities. Is that so bad? I don't think so. I I don't think it's unreasonable. And, you know, another thing is that you thought that you could just walk into my life and turn it upside down without a thought for anyone but yourself. Uh, The tape is is Alex chatting to him. It eventually escalates into a torrent of batshit crazy talk and verbal abuse yeah. that lasts from the office all the way to the countryside. Yeah. <laughs> Must have had to flip the tape over. You know what you are, Dan? You're a cock-sucking son of a bitch. I hate you. I bet you don't even like girls, do you? Ha! <laughs> you flaming fucking faggot. 
Alex, she ends up following him back to his house. Yep, she does, yeah. In the car. It wasn't Brian May. It wasn't the ghost of Brian May. No, it wasn't Bonnie Tyler. It was it was Alex, and she's she's watching him through the window the exact moment that he gives Alan the bunny. Yeah, yeah, because um, he, he goes home, and she parks up, and she runs across the lawn, doesn't she? Yeah. With her hair now touching the ground behind her as she yeah, runs. Like like some cousin sort of, Yeah, like a bridal gown mm. behind her. And yeah, yeah, she's just there staring at them through the window. Watching Ellen receive this rabbit literally makes Alex vomit. <laughs> she literally throws <laughs> up at the sight of this. So did I. Yeah, we all did. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dan, he goes to the police to apply for a restraining order against um, Alex. Yeah, it's the cassette that's done it, hasn't it? It's yeah. tipped him over the edge. Claims it's for a client. Yeah, very clever. It's a lawyer. And the police says that they can't do anything uh, without probable cause, and it would it could potentially aggravate her more and make things public if she if they go and speak to her now about it because mm-hmm. all the worst they could do is a warning. And he says, so I have to. Well, no, he says he has to just sit there and take it. To which the lieutenant says, "It's his bed, I'm afraid. He's going to have to lie in it." Dun, 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 dun. He's right, though, isn't he? Isn't he just? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the Gallagher's they go to visit Beth's parents, leave the house. Uh, some shit about magic card tricks or something. I wasn't yeah, really paying that, attention. No, okay. Uh, and when they come back, Beth notices there's a pot of boiling water on the stove. Yeah, it is a bit weird, though, isn't it? And yeah. then again, there was earlier in the film, and nobody seemed to think that was weird. Yeah, and as as Beth gets closer to the, um, the it's, pot... It's a nicely intercut, isn't it? It's intercut with yeah. Ellen running towards the back of the house to go to, to the rabbit hutch. Why the fuck is the rabbit being kept that far away from it's the house? It's miles away from the house, isn't it? What the fuck yeah. is it all about? Yeah. Why? Not sure. What's the benefit? It's not like it's going to fucking bark in the middle of the night, is it? Rabbits are absolutely silent. Yeah. So I don't know. I Plus don't know. you can house train rabbits to just piss oh, I ain't in. I got time for that, mate. To piss in. Uh, not you. <laughs> You're, <laughs> right, okay. not telling the you have to. <laughs> uh, and as she runs and as she reaches the rabbit hut, she sees that the rabbit is not in the rabbit it's hutch, gone. Ellen. She turns around crying to her dad, who's followed her out to the back garden, I think. And as she does that, Beth lifts the lid of the, the pot and it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> Who would have thought that? I could not believe it yes. when I saw that. Then we cut to Brad Pitt. He's in tears. He can't believe it. Morgan Freeman shoots himself. <laughs> he's had enough of this. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I was pretty sure that's how, yeah. that's how that film ends. I don't yeah. know. I've not seen it. <laughs> of course I am. Well remembered. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much the version I saw, I think. <laughs> Morgan Freeman just shoots just himself. shoots himself under the chin. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> No, it's actually it's the rabbit. It's the it's had its throat rabbit. slit and it's been thrown in a boiling pot of water. It couldn't have been in there for long because uh, none of its fur's gone or anything. So it's not it's not boiled the fur off. It's not seemed to have tarnished the the skin of a rabbit, which I think you'll find if you do throw a rabbit into a boiling water, uh, that's the first thing that'll happen. This is the lines that Michael Douglas is saying to <laughs> Ellen as he's tucking her in later. <laughs> Yeah, so it couldn't have been that long ago. Still, you know, it gets it gets the thing across. And yes, as you mentioned earlier, bunny boiler. Mm. Right from this. Beth puts Ellen to bed, who's still distraught. She's crying. He's there saying, oh, just fucking shut up. It's only a rabbit. 
And he, well, yeah. yeah. It's not what he's saying, really. Obviously not. He's a proper good dad. Yeah, he only had it for a, a day. Yeah, wait until some of the actually matters dies. Wait yeah. until grandma dies. It's probably not long now. Yeah, your grandparents, they're old. They'll be dead soon. With any luck, he says, and then just turns the light up and slams the door. <laughs> uh, Beth goes downstairs, asks Dan if he's called the police, and he says he hasn't. And she asks why. And Dan comes clean about the whole yeah, thing. this is it. Tells absolutely everything. Even the pregnancy, which I was surprised at, that he mentions. That's that. the bit where she gets really upset about. Yeah. yeah she, that's the she bit where she gets angry, because I think she's there. She's upset. She's crying about the whole thing. But then he says, and she's pregnant, and then she just fucking turns at anger. That's well, she, it. That's the that's the switch. Well, she's originally really upset before when she asked, "Did do you love her?" And he's like, "No." And then she seems all right, and then he says the pregnancy, and then she's really yeah, upset. And then she goes. It's almost it. as if like she would be fine with him cheating, which is really weird. Uh, but it's only when the pregnancy uh, thing happens. It's, it's the it's the family thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's still a family model. Yeah, and then she kicks him out because because everything he said is not threatening the family at the moment. Yes, it threatens them too, but it's not threatening the family. That bit does threaten the family, and that's what flicks the switch. They start arguing. She starts attacking him, telling him to get out of the house, and all this in front of Ellen. This is like heartbreak. This kid does a great job in this bit. Yeah, yeah. Where the kid's sitting there with the the teddy. She's walked in, hasn't she? She's with the teddy. She starts playing with the teddy, but then she starts being upset when when once as soon as the parents notice she's there, that's when the kid starts crying. Yeah, and it's fucking heartbreaking that bit to to imagine being in that situation and seeing your kid upset to to watch you arguing like that. It's uh, uh, before he goes, he, he calls Alex to tell her that Beth knows about the affair. And Alex tells him, "Yeah, right. You haven't got the balls to speak to Alex about uh, to speak to Beth about it." And he says, "Yes, I do have balls, actually. Two of them. Yeah, <laughs> yes, big ones. As Every, well. Everyone saw them earlier on. Yeah, they were slapping about the place earlier." Pleasant surprise. It's over, Alex. It's all finished. I told Beth she knows all about it. Sure. You haven't got the balls. Why don't you speak to her? Why would I want to talk to her? This is Beth Gallagher. If you ever come near my family again, I'll kill you. You understand? Beth goes to pick Ellen up from school anyway, only to find that she's not there. Every parent's worst nightmare. It fucking is as well. Mm. But Jesus Christ, that school's shit. Yeah, terrible. That wouldn't happen now. It was like the 80s, I guess. So fair enough. The only one they, that... they never had that kind of thing going on. They asked for a, they asked a small girl where she is because the fucking teachers have no idea. I think it's this small girl from um, Groundhog Day. As well, it got kicked out of the fucking the piano same lesson. Yeah, because mm. she says, "Where is she? Where's Ellen?" And she just says, "She's gone." All the teachers are like, "Oh, I thought you picked her up." It's like, "Well, exactly." Surely... So who's looking after this fucking yeah. like, handover situation? Yeah. Well, Beth, she races Stevie Wonder. She races out of the school, telling them to call the police as she leaves, and we cut to Alex who's picked Ellen up from school and taken her to an amusement park. Yeah, it looked like she was at the pier from falling down yes. at some point yeah, as well yeah. with, with Michael, the beginning bit. With, yeah, yeah, Michael Douglas, who's yeah. there 
Billy Billy's little water gun. Well, I thought it was Michael Douglas, but it's actually Ellen, the the toddler <laughs> child of of uh, Michael Douglas. They do look similar, though. It is Michael his Douglas in Falling Down looks like John Goodman in The Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, it's same like haircut. his fat brother. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's irrelevant to this. Alex buys Ellen an ice cream, and then they go on a roller coaster. And this is another intercut shot of Beth driving around searching. Where's Beth driving, though? I have she's, no she's, idea. She's, like, she's got one point of reference, the school. Yeah. So she's driving everywhere else. Yeah. That's not know. the school. I guess she's just panicked. She goes back to the house, I mean, I, I know, I know. I don't know what I'd fucking do. Probably just shoot myself in the face like Morgan Freeman. In seven, yeah. Yeah, straight away. Yeah. He's like, that. no, no, no. I thought you'd already picked her up. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, no. Oh, no, oh, no, hang, on. no hey, hang on, no issues. <laughs> she didn't go to school. <laughs> She'd just forgotten her gloves. Yeah. <laughs> You're like Britney yeah. Spears in South Park then yeah, for the rest like, of your life. <laughs> Let's go home. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know what I'd do, I must admit, but she does seem to just be driving around fucking aimlessly. Yeah. In Night Killer, I think, as we, we covered, um, that's easy to find everybody because if you do drive around enough, you will find exactly who you're looking for. Yeah, but this is a night killer, Ken. Damn right it isn't. This is high budget. This is Bedford. This is high budget Bedford. Yeah. As it's known. Yeah, so she can't find her at all. In this, Alex, Alex's hair, they're on a roller coaster, as you said, and uh, her hair is now so long that it's actually in everyone else's face as they're going around the roller coaster. People at the back are just like... <laughs> One guy's eating it like cotton candy. Yeah, I would. Mm. I would. It looks lovely, that hair. Mm. Yeah, so she, she's there, and I, I really, really do enjoy the way that she just doesn't react to yeah, any she, of the roller coaster. Yeah. It's really, really well done. Yeah, the kid's there. She's screaming. She's like... La- laughing, la- laughing yeah. but terrified. And Glenn Close is just kind of... I think the most she does is smile a bit. And when she looks at the kid. Yeah. yeah. But when she's sitting up looking forward, she's got no yeah, expression. It, it's, it is. It's just one of those where you just think, fucking hell, man. I say that's interspersed with Beth going round and she ends up rear-ending a car. I'm across, not, sure. not uh, sure how she does that, to be honest. Yeah, because it's parked. It's stopped, hasn't it? Yeah. A, she's got um, a long way to get there before she actually crashes into it. But yeah. She does, anyway. She crashes into it. And she's injured by it, ends up having to go to hospital. And the film cuts to Alex dropping Ellen off at home. Yep. Give me a little kiss. Yep. Uh, she does. Ask, ask for a kiss. She does, because she's only a kid. She doesn't know. Yep. And off she goes, and she goes back home. Then we cut to Dan, who's uh, at the hospital visiting Ellen. Yep. Uh, the grandparents aren't exactly thrilled to see him. No, he doesn't even speak to the fucking grandma. No, well, she's he? giving him the old stink eye. Yeah, she? but, you know, he could at least say, Hi, how are you? But then again, why would you say, How are you? Your daughter's in fucking hospital after a car crash. Yeah, and I've just, che- did- I just got another woman pregnant and cheated. Yeah, like that. Still, how's it going? And this is kind of my fault it's the woman that fucking. <laughs> yeah, but it is, and it's also that woman now. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose you wouldn't make conversation, would you? No, because he goes with in, the in-laws. He goes in, and the dad's there, and he's fucking not happy. <laughs> and when he goes in, she smiles at him when she sees him, though, by her bedside, and he starts crying because he knows this is all his fault. I'll tell you what, he's got to do now: beat the shit out of her, get to her apartment, and punch her in the face. Yep, he does just that. He barges into her apartment. He waits for someone to leave the building, then gets in that way, knocks on her door. And when she opens it, he just. Puts his shoulder through the door, doesn't he? 
Very good as well, because that looks like that would fucking hit her. But there's a lot of actually in yeah. the scene where she it's actually Glenn Close. Yeah. And she's getting fucking thrown against walls and all sorts. Yeah, there's glass smashing and everything yeah, in there. Yeah. Where you just think, fucking how have you done that? That's, yeah. That's obviously you two doing this. The, yeah. the Irish rock band. <laughs> 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 but they said, we will do it with or without you. <laughs> <laughs> but they went for it anyway. Go on. Do you know how many takes it took? <laughs> no. Me neither. <laughs> uh, he starts strangling her anyway once they all this shit. So he throws himself through some glass for some reason, Michael Douglas. That, that bit doesn't look that great. No, but I think it's because he's like following her and he, he like loses grip of her and then he falls into yeah, the she glass. She had elevation, didn't she? Is that a U2 joke? Um, he starts strangling her. <laughs> yeah. and But he actually stops just short of like killing her. He looks like he's about to kill her, to be honest. What are we doing? Are we just you know, carrying on? Or was, yeah, was, yeah. was that a U2 joke, the elevation? And he lets go of her throat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as he does stop, she lunges at him with a kitchen knife. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those uh, massive knives, of course. That, yeah, Michael uh, that, Myers knife. Yeah, that, that America has. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently she's got that knife. Yeah. If you read the in her trivia. kitchen, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's actually that. got that framed and everything. Says it's a beautiful work of art. Which yeah. I guess it is. Yeah. She says also it tells guests that they can't stay there forever or something, she said, which I thought was funny. Yeah, she also says that I'm a fucking lunatic. Yeah, so don't stay at my house. Why would you? Why would you outstay your welcome at Glenn Close's house? Don't know. I'd surely, try. surely. Yeah, I know, but surely as Glenn Close, she could sort that out. If you were just there for like a week, she could pretty much make it happen that you'd leave without having to resort to having a knife threatened. I think we could all do that if someone tries to stay at our house for a week against our will. Well, threaten them with a knife. Yeah. yeah but Glenn Close is like high-class Hollywood bloody royalty. So who in her like social circle would try and stay at her house without her saying that's okay? Nobody. Charlie Sheen? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, he might. Mm. Yeah. It's the poor man's Michael Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> they look a bit like him. What about Emilio Estevez? Uh, he's the poor man's Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! He overpowers her, puts the knife down and leaves because he does take the knife off her. Yeah, he, he does. He disarms her. And at this point, she actually looks so pathetic and sympathetic. No, no, but yeah. it's like it's not a criticism. She's doing it. That That's the look that she's given him. Yeah, she's just there, like with her head to one side, and she just looks so beaten and distraught about the whole thing. Um, and I thought that's that's amazing. And he does; he just backs away, and it's just her, just looking. She looks like a person with a mental illness. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. She looks she looks beaten and down and gone, and that and that's it. And I I didn't like it. I don't like it when I see her like that. Mm. After all, she's done. Like, you know, she, she's a strong character. She's a, a violent character and all that business. But she just looks beaten and just, I say, pathetic. It's not a criticism. It's just how she looks. Mm. Just like like she can't do any more. Yeah. As you say, like nowadays, it would go into the fact that she's probably been used by men before and this is the one that broke the camel's back. She speaks about a miscarriage. I don't know if that's true, but... That's something that she says. Oh, they'd, yeah, they'd, they'd do the shit out of the backstory, wouldn't they? Yeah. He goes back to the cops and they say, well, we'll get NYPD to go pick her up and just have a chat. Yeah. And that's the end of that. So he's like, okay, cool, done. 
sorted. Uh, following her release from the hospital, Beth, uh, she gets back home. She starts making herself a bath, preparing herself a bath. Yep. Yep, she's got a bit of a bashed-up face from the car accident. Yep. Uh, Dan tucks Ellen up in bed, says he'll be there at least for tonight. Uh, and he takes a phone call from the lieutenant saying that they have no idea where Alex is. But no one, including Dan, mentions the possibility that maybe we should send someone over here to maybe look out for yeah, us. Yeah, we just don't know where she is. He's like, ah, well. Okay. That's literally what he says. Like, Th- well, thanks, thanks for trying. That's what he says. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, that's fine. It's like, you realise she's probably going to try and murder you all. Well, we all do. Obviously, we all realise that. He's been an idiot through the whole fucking thing, this yeah, man. exactly. This bloody Dan Gallagher. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about this. Big wig lawyer, but has no idea about life. Or umbrellas. Yeah. Fucking working well, umbrellas. Hand in hand life and umbrellas, Ken. You're damn right. Just our album name. <laughs> yeah, he takes a photo. Um... <laughs> Rihanna. She she guested on that one, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan checks in on Beth. He goes to get her some painkillers, and she asks, "Maybe I could have a cup of tea." And he says, "Oh yeah, go on then. Yeah, I'll, I'll love one. I'll have one as well." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I'll make it the way we all make it over in America. Really, really disgusting and weird. We'll leave the tea bag in and everything for you." Well, yeah, that's Dom. I've got no idea how you make tea in America. Leave the tea bag in when they drink it. I don't know if they do. They do. No. Yeah. No, I'm not having it. And um, whilst Dan's off doing that and securing the house, Alex suddenly... She... Alex, do you know the bath that Alex is running? Beth. Beth. Yeah. The, the bath, the bath that Beth, the Beth, the Beth thing running a bath? Yeah. Yeah. You know the bath that Beth is running? I do. <laughs> How fucking hot is that? Yeah, because the whole room is Jesus, like... Jesus, that's full of steam. Mm. I get bollocked, right, for, for putting the hot tap on when I'm already in the bath. I like to put the hot tap on. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's obviously a chill a, it's, it's a continuous downward trend in heat. Yeah, that's just normal. You get bollock for that. I do it all the time. Like a no, bit but, of extra but, but heating. Then, but yeah, but because I've got the door shut, I've got the window shut. Because I shut the window, I don't want that fucking breeze, breeze blowing yeah. in whilst I've got little wet balls, <laughs> <laughs> wet <laughs> nipples poking yeah, out. I don't want like any of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take someone's eye out. So I, I do all that. Yeah. It's just like, how hot is it in here? It's like, what? But it's nowhere near as fucking hot as Beth's got her bath. Boiling water? It's like she's boiling a fucking egg in there. It's like that when I get in. <laughs> I always think, I wonder when I'll first feel it. That's what I think. When it's I'm, when, it's when, you're when str- I'm lowering myself I'll in. i tell you what, when it's super hot and you, you sit down, <laughs> you go to lower yourself in. Yeah, because you've already got like the little red sock ring around your feet because you stood in it first and you think, oh, that's hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then balls balls dip yeah. in. And it's like Oh <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Blokes, we've all been there, aren't we, blokes, eh? Anyway. Unless Beth, the ones that don't bathe. Yeah, Beth's not gonna have any of this, obviously. Um Unless she goes tits first. Nobody gets in a fucking bath. <laughs> it was the eighties, that's how they used to do it. Sits first in a bath. That's how you check the temperature. <laughs> dip the tits. You used to do elbows, but in the 80s, we didn't realise you could use elbows, so tits. <laughs> we all dip the tits yeah. right in there. How erotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, he's, he's boiling a kettle in one of those old-fashioned kettles that your nan had that actually whistles when it's boiling. Um I don't think anyone has that anymore unless they're going for the retro look. Yeah, it's a retro thing. Yeah, it is. But back in the 80s, I don't know whether... It was a way of life. Yeah, it probably was retro. You know what? I actually don't think a lot of Americans have electric kettles. 
Really? I think they have it on the stove still, yeah. Really? Yeah, because no one knows how to make a cup of tea over. That's a problem. Oh, Jesus, not again. Just leave them alone. They have coffee machines, don't they? Yeah, and then... I know. Leave them alone. I refuse to leave America alone. <laughs> yeah, when, oh, when will you learn to make tea? <laughs> like the rest of us. We bloody invented it. Apart from India. Perhaps. Yeah, except maybe India. <laughs> yeah, apart from them. We did after that. Anyway, where, where are we? She's having a bath. Yeah, she's got a tit. tit tits yeah, in. She's, she's got a tit in the bath. He's got his balls in the kettle. <laughs> <laughs> she closes the, the mirrored um, bathroom. You know, that is never a good thing to be doing yeah. in a film. I know it's steamed and she yeah. wipes it off. If, 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 you, if you've got a mirror on your like bathroom cabinet... Don't ever be in a film and close it while someone's there or, or rub the, the, the steam off it. Because you know what? Someone's behind you. And guess who it is? It's bloody Glenn it's Close. It's always going to be Glenn it's, Close. It usually is. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. But on this occasion, it's one of those. It is. It's Glenn Close. It she, was almost, I thought, 1980s Robert Plant. But it wasn't. <laughs> He was going to be in this, but due to a communication breakdown. It's always the same, isn't it? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Led Zeppelin jokes. Honestly, we are killing this. Really are. And then she comes in acting quite the lunatic bastard here. Yeah, she is, yeah. Yeah, she's just talking to her. But as she's talking to her, she's like moving the knife. She's got the kitchen. Yeah, she's, she's wearing like a long white dress that she was wearing earlier. Uh, and she's move. She's like um, sort of fidgeting and moving that hand around, and she's cutting through her dress, and eventually starts cutting into her own leg as she starts speaking to Beth. And basically, she's explaining to Beth why she hates her. What are you doing here? Why are you here? He tried. Because he and I feel the same way about each other. Do you know how it is when you meet somebody for the first time? And you get this instant attraction. And then the bath in the background starts overflowing. Yeah, which means that was must have been pretty fucking high level of water to begin with, because they've not been speaking for that long. Yeah, but even worse is the fact that this house, like, as soon as the water overfills, yeah, the house leaks is leaking. Immediately, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that, that bath is going to come straight through the it's ceiling got, in a minute. It's got, like, the thinnest floor in house history. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually pissing, like, the first time you see it, it's not just a little trickle, it's pissing through. The dog's drinking it. Yeah, certainly is. Don't you think I understand what you're doing? You're trying to move him, move him into the country, and you're keeping him away from me. And you're playing happy family. But you wouldn't understand that because you're so selfish. Because <laughs> he told me about you. He told me about you. He was very honest. If you weren't so stupid, you'd know that. But you're so stupid. You're just so stupid. You're a stupid, selfish bitch. <laughs> They have a bit of a fight she going on. She's doing like this wild, like stabbing towards her, but not. That's kind of scary. That doing that towards her, but not actually stabbing her at first. It's worse watching you do it without a knife. It's yeah, just you like masturbating. And uh, meanwhile, Michael Douglas is just like doing the risky business dance downstairs with the dog, <laughs> old time rock and roll playing. 
Yeah, he's there because he can't hear anything you see because the kettle's on. So he can ruin a cup of tea for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, eventually he does. He, he does run upstairs because he hears it and he thinks, hang on a minute, what's the fucking hell's going on? We've literally just bought this house and she is ruining the fucking house right now, but I can't say anything because I've had an affair, which basically gives her carte blanche. Ice cream. Yes, nice. some ice cream to do whatever it is that she wants and I can never, ever criticise her again. He's there thinking, what on earth? The house is leaking. So he, he does, runs Does he upstairs. notice that? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does, because yeah. he only hears a scream once he takes the kettle off the yeah. boil, but, but doesn't I th- he? I think he sees it. And then he runs upstairs, and what a fantastic entrance into the bathroom from Michael Douglas. Not yeah. quite as good as Night Killer, obviously. Yeah, that's the, the best end. entrance yeah. in any Not film. Not quite yeah. as good as um, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, <laughs> where he comes bursting through the wall on a motorbike. Not quite that good. But... He runs at her, just going, Rah! yeah, because <laughs> she's on the ground trying to it's escape. All, it's the always wife. good. It's always good if if you're trying to catch someone by surprise. Always make sure you roar at them before you get there. The wife does all right, to be fair, considering she's got one arm in a cast. And yeah, shit. and and she's been battered up from a car crash. Yeah, so she is doing okay. She's fending her off, but Michael Douglas roaring and running at you full pelt. Just just ask Catherine Zeta Jones. That's something you can't defend against. Yeah, except unless gradually yeah, unless you've with got, her own unless, vagina. <laughs> unless you're playing the end game, yeah. the, the long game on that one. She's slashing very wildly at him as well, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, which I think probably would have caught him a couple more times. Yeah, especially when he's fallen into the bath and yeah. he's got the shower curtain. Yeah, I don't know why she's not used a bit more of that. but Yeah, and he ends up uh, dragging her into the bath with him and trying to drown her in the bath. At one point, her eyes go like zombie. Yeah, yeah. she looks like um, the Army of Darkness. Yeah. I thought of that. You know, you know yeah. when that, she's in like, the... yo, yo, she-bitch. Yeah. You know, like when he just then just blasts her to I think, pieces. I think she looks like, you know, in the second one when he's locked down in the basement and the, yeah. the woman comes out of the ground and it's I, Ted Raimi. I tell, you, I tell you, he's got eyes like that. Meg Foster. Who's that? Look her up. Meg Foster. Yes, you're right. Fuck me. Oh, she's got sort of alien eyes. Yeah, that's her normal eyes. Jesus. Oh, she's in They Live. Yeah, she's a love interest. Mm. Yeah, she used to get roles like that because she said uh, they used to think that I'd bring my own special effects, so I didn't even have to do makeup. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Her eyes, her eyes used to terrify me, but at the same time. Beautiful, quite, used yeah. to quite like it. Dazzling, yeah. But uh, like Glenn Close actually has, you know, in like um, in the old Giallo when there's a blind person, yeah, it yeah, looks they, like that. They do because they seem to also glass over, don't they? Yeah. Not whilst you're looking at them, they actually sort of like change to that color. Yeah, I but, don't understand why that's happening when she's no. drowning. Because when once he she stops struggling, she's got normal eyes. Mm. And she's just like yeah, looking up at him. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. So he um, he just drowns her in the bath. Yeah, just drowns her, just holds her under there. Even though you know he's using both hands to strangle her, and she could have stabbed him. Yeah, she's, she's still got yeah, she's still knife. she's still got her arm with a knife in it. She mm. could just have stabbed him, but she doesn't. Obviously, you know when, when he sits there, he's like, "Oh, thank fuck, that's over." Why doesn't he turn the tap off? The tap's still running. Maybe it's that's the last thing he's thinking about. To be honest, second time they've just left the tap on. Imagine if he did this. Like, this is the second bloody time we've left the tap on. Second time we left the tap on when we were having sex. And now the tap's on when I've killed you. It's absolutely unacceptable. <laughs> I'm paying the bills for this. Yeah. Yeah, turn the tap off. Anyway, he doesn't. 
Yeah, and he sits there with his head in his hands on the edge of the bath. I still don't think you would do that. I think you'd get up and move away. Yeah, you would. Maybe, maybe even, I don't know, would you call the police? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. It's a possibility, isn't it? But we don't know. This St- is Sting. This, this... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to turn up and he'll sort it out. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so um, he, he's there thinking, oh, well, thank goodness that's all over. And as a viewer, you're also thinking, well, that's the end of that then. That's lovely. But what a nice wrap-up. But if you've watched as many horror films as we have, you know, oh, this camera angle's a bit odd because Michael Douglas isn't centre frame, he's yeah. to the side. Yeah. Almost like weird. we're waiting for something to fill that back, the back part of this frame here. Oh, but wait, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, it's Jason Voorhees out the water, <laughs> like in the end of Friday the 13th. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there she is, Glenn Close. With a big old fuck-off knife that she's still got in her hand. She didn't try and stab him, though. She's just wildly just going... Like that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Like that. Just waving it like blind pew. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Because that gives enough time for Beth just to shoot her fucking dead. Yeah, shoots her in the chest once. One shot. Right in the chest. Bang. She's out of there. Yeah, she just collapses back into the bath and she's dead. Yep. Then we cut. The police are there. Sting, he's arrived, finally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then we have the family uh, the family photo and that's the end credits. And that's it. That's, that's the it. end of the film. That is the end. What do you think? What, to this film? Yeah. It's massively irrelevant to Valentine's Day. How dare you? All right, <laughs> should, we, should we do another one? Yeah, let's, 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 <laughs> let's, let's cut all this. No, it's. Um, I don't remember any of it, to be honest. I remember the um, the, the end scene, as I, as I said. But yeah, it's a typical Michael Douglas film from the 90s, isn't it? 80s, 90s. Yeah. All of them were like this. That's what he did. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was. Everything in order and his life went to chaos. Yeah, since I mean, it's, started, it's since he started licking vaginas. Well, yeah, story of his life, story of my life, and mine. That's how we brought this podcast together. <laughs> um, it's just decent enough. It's well acted. Glenn Close is really good in it. Uh, Michael Douglas is Michael Douglas. <laughs> the same in yeah, everything. Is, yeah, yeah. I think Glenn Close is really like the most amazing thing in the film. Glenn Close does. I mean, you watch it now, as I've said, that it's now more sympathetic towards her. Rather than as it was then, and it was just like, whoa, she's just insane. Yeah. Now it'd be like, but why? Yeah. And is it all her fault? And right. is, is, he, is he the one who's triggering it all? I think ultimately both of them are to blame. Uh, I think, but you know, she she obviously has a mental illness, but at the same time, I don't think Michael Douglas handles it well at all. He's very aggressive, dismissive about a lot of it. He's also, it took two of them to do that. He, it's not like it's her, all of her fault. And if she is pregnant, he handles that bit fucking horrifically, by the way. I think of its time, I think Michael Douglas is just a man. Of its time, anyone's actually putting any blame on him because he's like, well... I think back in the day, people would say he's the hero. Well, there you go then. But I think nowadays... (laughs) That's what happens. And it's like, I I think there's something. It was just like, um, uh, don't let this happen to you. Yeah. Like that, like it's like, you know... Don't get caught. (laughs) Yeah, well, basically, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think I think um, ultimately I think it would be wrong to say that this is all Michael Douglas's fault. It's both of their faults in different no, ways. No, it is. No, it is. Yeah, but 
But I, th- I think it would be a lot more sympathetic. Yeah, I, 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 well, don't know, I certainly fucking, don't think... Keep and banging on about it just in case we get uh, complaints. Yeah, <laughs> but, well, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, we definitely will, because there's been some very, very unusual comments made <laughs> during this episode. <laughs> from, from you, you mean, yeah? Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think that... Um, Actually, yeah, she, yeah, she might listen to this because it's her favourite film. So fucking edit everything out that I've said. <laughs> yeah, I think, and she's not going to listen to this. She's not going to listen to us two twats talk, could. is she? She fucking ain't. Both she's of us. Not, no, she barely stand to be in the same fucking room. <laughs> she literally can't be in the same room as me. So, <laughs> um, I think, I think, I think Michael Douglas is definitely you're supposed to root for him and be the hero. And I think now, like watching it again now. I didn't root for him. I didn't think he was a hero. I thought he was a piece of shit. But also at the same time, she's also a fucking piece of shit. So, and it's I, I actually you you end up feeling feeling sorry for the wife, don't you? Yeah, if anyone, yeah, it's the wife and daughter, he's nothing isn't but it? like really nice and supportive yeah. to him, and he still cheats on her. Yeah, and that little boy that just wants just a rabbit. fucking rabbit. That's all she wants. All she wants is a fucking rabbit. Yeah, fucking hell, the little girl. Yeah. That's so, uh, in the bad movie court or out of it, Ken? Is it is it a bad it's film? It's not a bad film, no. No. No, this is a very, very good film. It's a very well-made film. Um, great performances. Yeah, great, it, it? It, build, it builds the tension. It, it gives you this... Like, the whole thing is just... It's believable. It's not fucking... No, nothing just explodes or shit like that. So, you know, you ain't got that. It's... Um, no, it, it, it's a believable film of one decision can fuck everything up. Yeah, one poor moment of judgment. Yeah, and that's it. Has ruined many many lives. The relationship because even if even if he, she forgives him, that's always going to be there, isn't it? Like you've cheated on me. It'll so. be there at Christmas going. Hey, remember when our rabbit got boiled? Yeah. And they'll be like <laughs> any argument you ever have from then on. Exactly. Remember when you nearly had the whole family killed because you slept with that insane one? <laughs> we'd be like that. No. <laughs> yeah, he just refuses the, to acknowledge that's it. That's the only defence he could possibly have to that one <laughs> is no. Yeah, which wouldn't be true. Yeah, and plus, uh, and the defi- and this the big stamp on it is that Fred Gwynn's in it, so we couldn't possibly put it in the bad movie cult. Exactly, you can get Fred Gwynn in that. So they're staying out of the bad movie cult, and uh, stay out of trouble out there, you gents. Yes, and ladies, you know, because it can be flipped, and it has been. You know, fem- they've, they've done female versions of this as well, haven't they? Yeah, it's probably more likely, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, when the man is the antagonist. Is, I think this is probably one of the first ones, apart from, like, Play Misty for me, as I mentioned. Is there a film pitch to this, or are we fucking off? No, I've got one. Well, let's go crack onto it, then. Film pitch, let's go. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Okay, I was going for... What if we did... I've got a couple of ones. I've got Fatal Attractions, Fatal Infraction, Fatal Distraction. And that's it. I got bored of just thinking of things that rhymed with attraction. What do you reckon to any of them? Fatal Distraction. Fatal Distraction. Okay. It's a cop drama. Yeah. About a uh, in the heat of the moment, there was a distraction and they looked away. Came back, partner shot dead. Okay. But they're gay. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't just a partner, they were also lovers. Okay, so what's the rest of the film? That's it. What the hell do you mean? Is that not the beginning? (sighs) Right, okay. So what I've got 
I was I was hoping to bring back the um, plop and suicide. Suicide and plop. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, hoping to bring back the the dick dick suicide dick plop. I was hoping to bring them back. It's uh, Ben Affleck and it's Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. They are um, partners on the beat. They're cops. They're out there. Probably detectives, actually, due to their age. They've they've progressed. They've gone through. So they're they're partners. Um, they're both married. Okay, actually, yeah, fuck the title off. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the story. Um, they're both married. Each of their wives is having an affair with the other cop. Wife? Oh. With, the, with the other husband. Okay. Yeah. And the husbands are also having an affair with each other. Isn't this one of your films? <laughs> you just described a porno to me. <laughs> it's not just constant sex. I mean, that's life. <laughs> oh, you hear that all the time. The fucking couples are having affairs with each other, yeah. You do, because they're that close. They're that close. Cause they're so like, Mrs. They're... Plop is yeah. having an affair with... Mrs. Dick Suicide. Su- no, with Dick Suicide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Mrs. Suicide's having an affair with Dick Plop, yeah. the moth. And part <laughs> moth. He's not 100% moth. Yeah. That's ridiculous. We discussed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and plop and suicide are also having an affair with each other. Who's they, fucking who? They take turns. Jesus Christ. They draw, they draw lots. <laughs> what do you mean? They're artists. The start of the evening. <laughs> what do you mean they the draw evening. lots? They, they play uh, like... Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You're on there. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, I thought you meant they just drew all the time. <laughs> they're not artists. They're police officers. Right. Yeah. So, um, that's well, every, every time they try and do it, like the light will come on and he'll just yeah, fuck and off. Just, just leave. Yeah. Like, Damn it. <laughs> yeah, for like a headlight. Damn like, it, block. A car. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so they solve crime. And after they've, they've solved a case, they bum each the other. case is closed, they occasionally <laughs> took it, touch each other's dicks. It's not <sighs> constant. They're not constantly feeling each other up on the, on the fucking case. Can that be the tagline? <laughs> yes. They solve crime and occasionally touch each other's dicks. Yes. Great. This is a porn film you're describing <laughs> to me, Ken. <laughs> Hold on. No, hang on, hang on. I don't know if we can. I don't know if we're going to be able to convince them to have sex with each other. They don't have to really have sex. It's acting. Oh right, is that how it works? That's what they've done it. It's acting, isn't it? Mm. So what's the plot, Ken? Besides them just having sex with each other. Um. Um. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just looking at your notes that you've written for this, and it's just Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have sex with each other, <laughs> and that's the note. <laughs> That's the whole note for this pitch. <laughs> it's been a dream I had. <laughs> oh, is this your dream journal? Yeah, it is, yeah. That was that's a unicorn on the front that's of it. not my notes, that's my dreams. <laughs> so where the fuck's Carl Weathers? He's is he the, what, is he's he the wife? He's their fucking boss, isn't he? <laughs> right. He's their chief. Okay. They're detectives. Okay. They're still detectives. Yeah. This is their spin-off film. This is their backstory. Called... Called um, Fatal infraction. It's a infraction to have sex with your partner as a police officer. Why is it fatal though? Mind you, fatal because inst- people die. Who? 
The people they're inve- they're detectives, they're homicide detectives. Yeah. There's fatalities all over the bloody place. Mm. They're investigating fatalities. I mean There's this a is a serial fate- killer then. To be fair, this is fatal attraction. There's no murders in this, so she gets shot in the end. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's true. Told Spoilers. you about that. told you at the beginning. We fucking just discussed <laughs> it for two fucking hours. <laughs> and the rest. Yeah, so yeah, so um there's uh, they're on a murder case. Okay. I don't know, the rest of it's... Uh, fuck it, I don't care. rest of it's done. Whatever. <sighs> Great. Matt Damon and fucking Ben have like have sex with each other and then fuck the rest of the film. That's the that's the kind of film pitches Ken's giving us, everyone. Well, we've used all the good stuff, haven't we? <laughs> We've been doing this for fucking ages. We're, we're 40 episodes in. We've used all the good we're do, stuff. We're doing this we're literally, for fucking ages. From now on, it's just, let's let's, let's have Hollywood A-listers having sex with each other. Well, what? People would watch it. Well, we know that, yeah, Ken. Exactly. Yeah, People would watch this. No, there's a serial killer. Okay. Yeah. Serial killer. He's uh, cutting off dicks. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Or shooting them in the dick. So well, it could be Richard suicide, Lynch, isn't it? That's what he does. Oh yeah, yeah. So no, but yeah, they are doing that, and he's the only one that can stop them because he cannot be killed by that. Can he be called Spanky Wanky? What the villain? Yeah. Yes. That's his, that's his. Yes, he can. He leaves that in blood on the wall. <laughs> yes, of course he can. Okay, who plays Spanky Wanky? Elijah, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood again. Yep. He's back. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back, Elijah. It's Elijah Wood as Spanky Wanky. Um, we, however, believe it to be Daniel Radcliffe. Who's we? The oh yeah, the cops. The cops, however, believe it to be the the viewer, because you know, it, it alludes to it maybe being him. Why oh, is there a wand at the scene? Or no, because he looks a bit like Elijah Wood. Yeah, but we know it's uh, what doesn't he? Yeah. There you go. Then. What do you mean, though? Because when you see him, it's Elijah Wood, that. No, you don't see him. It's like Giallo style. What, so so do, the just, ca- so do the characters, this must be the actor, Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> that's doing this. Yes. <laughs> Bloody idiots, these two. No wonder Fine and Dandy get more fucking films than these two. <laughs> yeah, because... Um, because when Matt Damon was headbutting a light bulb one night, he looked down and he saw Daniel Radcliffe was rehearsing a role that involved him stabbing somebody. And they He's immediately, put two and two together. Yeah, exactly. And thinks it must have been him because I've seen him practicing. But it turns out that they it's just a mirror of his role auditions. And that's what's killing everyone. Because Daniel Radcliffe only does like killy, killy films now these days because he's moved on trying so, to put his uh, clean cut image behind him so Daniel Radcliffe yep. is a serial killer in a film he's rehearsing stabbing someone in the mirror for some reason mm-hmm. it's like a fucking he's Ro- Windows Robert o- De Niro like Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver when he's in front of the mirror yeah. doing his uh, you talking to me bullshit yeah does he think it's Robert De Niro then no because he's not, he's not watching it live is he He's not watching Robert De Niro do that live. Yeah. So and the window's open, so Daniel Damon Rad- strolled in. <laughs> yeah, because he's seen there's a light on. Yeah. The window's open, he's in. 
And he, he thinks, obviously, Robert De Niro it could be on the TV. And that's where Daniel Radcliffe gets the inspiration for the mirror thing. Yeah. But surely everyone fucking could have got that inspiration years ago. Yeah. But yeah, so he, he thinks, oh, no, it's Daniel Radcliffe, the actor. Mm. He's the murderer. He goes back, tells... Why would he assume he's the murderer? Because he's pretending to stab someone in the mirror. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's what do you mean? Same. No, no, that was a question. You don't answer it with yes. <laughs> no, but that, that's the answer. <laughs> the answer to why would isn't yes. <laughs> because it's the um, they're mirroring uh, his potential new movies. So when he's lo- looking at the scripts and auditioning for them, yeah, that's what. So how does Elijah Wood know how because Daniel Radcliffe works for the fucking script agency? Does he? Yes. Jesus, of, of course. Of course he does. Yeah. How can you not know that? Would the, would the police not be able to find that out? Oh, it's, it's clearly not Daniel Radcliffe because he's a Hollywood actor. Yeah, it must do. be someone that knows the script. They do later, but they believe in the in the dicks. Plop and suicide. Who They've believes fucking, in the dicks? The fucking Carl, Carl Weathers. Weathers. God, he's gone off the rails in the last couple of film We're pictures, on vacation, <laughs> okay? We're on vacation. Not a moment too soon. Yeah. We deserve a We've vacation. We've been given either paid vacation or suspension. Although on vacation, we get into another film pitch mishap, which will be in the next episode. <laughs> yep, so we're, we're, we're out of there. Yeah. We can't help. Not this time. No. So he's he's gone with his second best detectives, Plop and Suicide. Plop and Suicide. One keeps killing himself by shooting himself in the dick. The other one thinks he's a moth. He doesn't have to keep, keep doing it. Only when he's nervous. <laughs> it was never really explained what the hell that was about. It's if he's in a pickle. <laughs> and he'll it, shoot his pickle. Yeah, and he thinks he's going to die. He's going to shoot himself in the dick and then he'll come back the next day, like Bill Murray. Oh, is it the next dog. day? Oh, right, yeah. okay. I'm not sure that was explained. I thought he was just like there straight away. That'd be absolutely useless, wouldn't it? If he shoots himself and then... That's what I thought. And then he just wakes up 10 seconds later. (laughs) I just shoot him again. No, he's just like... He's like Kenny from South Park. He's awake and he's fine. Oh, right, okay. All right. That's a a better character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and the other one's a moth. Yeah. No, you can't... No. Not yes, no. <laughs> so, so let me. All right, let me. Let me. Let, okay. Okay. So, you better hurry up because I've got. I'm on a time limit here. So, yep. There's a killing. Yep. It's linked to a film that's about to come out yep. starring Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. Suicide and Plop thinks it's a lot. It's Daniel Radcliffe is doing the killings. Yep. Yep. Because the sketch artist. Has given him a sketch of what the because no because Matt Damon was in Daniel Radcliffe's okay, house yeah but we, yeah and he's given the sketch artist uh, the description who is the Matt Damon how he, would he give the description because he fucking saw him saw who Daniel Radcliffe no no, no. Matt Damon doesn't <laughs> give the description of Daniel Radcliffe for no reason because yeah, he's seen him practicing. I'm accepting all of that's already happening. Right, Ken. So let me explain. Then he's, let me then ex- he's gone back to the station. <laughs> no, he said, no. look here, Clinton Howard, fucking drawing man. Yes, <laughs> This let- is what's happening. That's what he looks like. He looks like Daniel Radcliffe. He's drawn Daniel Radcliffe, but he looks yeah, a bit but, like but Elijah Wood. But then they can't Wood. say, fucking hell, it's Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> and go and arrest him, Ken. <laughs> God, he looked can. a bit like Daniel Radcliffe. They draw it like, my God, it's Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> 
don't forget that we're on holiday, so we can't bring these points up. So everything that you're raising... What's Carl Weathers doing? <laughs> Fingering his own arse, for God's sake. Fingering his boss's arse. No, oh, Bill Duke. <laughs> God's sake. Checking his prostate. Oh, God, it's incompetency at the highest <laughs> level. That's the problem. Is this what this That's is about? That's what Bill Duke says. <laughs> As he's rooting around up there. <laughs> Is this what this film's about? It's, it's it's an overview of police incompetence. Yeah, and and um, infidelity. Oh yeah, of course. The side <laughs> plot. Forget. The side plot of them shagging each other. Yeah, how could I forget? Don't forget that. Well, Ken, I think we should end it because I don't think we're going to get any better than that. What's it called? <laughs> Fatal infraction. <laughs> Fuck me. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our Valentine's Day special. <laughs> There's been a lot of sex talk. <laughs> a lot of romance. A lot of romance. <laughs> a lot of fingering. <laughs> yeah, we Bill Duke's prostate. And that was just us in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Fucking <laughs> wrote notes on that. <laughs> Dominic Lawton Can be wild Welcome to the bad movie cult <laughs> I spent time on that fucking bitch <laughs> load of bollocks, man. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs>